Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms. And also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Avery. Avery is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry, and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. And we have an amazing storyteller. I have the pleasure to welcome you, Olga, to Urbanistica podcast. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. How are you doing? Uh, right now, a bit sweaty. I was a bit <laughs> late. Like this part of the town I'm not so familiar with. And it's like construction place everywhere. Oh, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm a bit like, woo, but that's my normal state. <laughs> but today also, like, it's, it's raining a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I still like it because it's this uh, kind of summer smell, uh, summer yeah. rain smell in there, and I love it. Nice, nice. Mm. And how is it going with the projects and everything? I guess you have always a lot of things yeah. to do. <laughs> like, I would say that the last week has been uh, extra crazy. I've had like three lectures within five days, and we have held a conference, which is like how urban communities can take uh, yeah. ownership over the food and uh, like district kitchen and stuff. But mm. we can speak about that later. Of course, <laughs> of course. So me and the listener are very curious to mm. know more about you. So how would you like to introduce our yourself to our listener? Mm, I would say that I'm a, a very energetic person that love life uh, and think that uh, life should be fun and enjoyable for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I'm really much caring about this uh, justice in the society. And if we only live one time, then I think everyone should have an amazing life. And today we have all the possibilities uh, for everyone to have an amazing life, but we just have shitty system which make it impossible. So uh, uh, my passion is... um, more to create a fair, sustainable and healthy world through food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell, tell me more about you, like where you grew up, what did you study, yeah. work with, like a highlight about Olga. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, my mother, she comes from Finland and uh, I... I'm actually born at Åland, which is the uh, archipelago islands between Sweden and Finland. Lived there for three weeks. Then my parents <laughs> moved back to Stortorget. Very long time. Three yeah, weeks. yeah, yeah. But Stortorget, that is like the old yeah. square in Gamla Stan. So mm. I grew up in this uh, house you see on postcard, this uh, colorful house. The old house. town. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And my, kin- uh, my playground was uh, Skansen. So we went over with a boat every day. And uh, so I'm a bit uh, weird. <laughs> Like it's not super many people that have that upbringing. But then we moved to Kungsholmen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I spent, uh, I went to school in Vasarijal. So like really a big city kid. Yeah. When I grew up, then I was like uh, Vasarijal that is in Odenplan. Mm. And uh, my uh, urban station was uh, Torilsplan. And I thought that I was living in the ghetto. Because, you know, like... <laughs> I had never, like, I was so much surrounded by yeah. this. If you come from Gamla Stan, then you come to the ghetto of uh, Toril's plan. <laughs> you know, everything has to do with perspectives. If you true, don't know true. something, then you don't know yeah, it. Yeah. 
Uh, but my, uh, in my upbringing, my mom, she's this en- environmental uh, person who yeah. cares a lot about the nature. We went to farms and bought meat when we were kids. And my uh, grandfather, he was like a forest engineer. And my um. ma- uh, grandmother, she was like fighting for people's rights and was a journalist. And on my dad's side, he came from Norrland yeah. in Sweden. And the farmer persons live, uh, lived outside Söderhamn, mm. so uh, on a farm. Yeah. So I have like this. Uh, I see the roots. Yeah, it's really the roots. <laughs> yeah. And then I uh, grew up in Stockholm. It was uh, never good in school. It was this loud person that just uh, disturbed the class. Uh, was uh, got the best grade in like entrepreneurship ah. and uh, <laughs> national economy uh, and. Um, but I thought everything was really fun. But yeah. uh, I, I didn't like. For me, when I don't see the purpose of something, then I don't do it. Uh, so for me, it was very hard to go in school. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Berlin when I was 21. Today I'm 31 uh, with my best friend uh, Kegan. Yeah. And. Um, we were thinking about, uh, because Stockholm was so small and boring, so we were just like, oh, what should we do? Uh, we have done everything <laughs> fun in this city. Because we have always been into like party, yeah, meeting yeah. a lot of friends and living fun life. And then we were uh, thinking about uh, uh, like the, the, the different cities that we were considering was uh, London, Barcelona ah, or Berlin. Like the super livable cities. Yes. Yeah. And London uh, we had been before and that's like too long distances everywhere and mm. it's like so high tempo and I don't like urban and stuff. Uh, I find it's like too stressful. <laughs> uh, so that was not an option yeah. and way too expensive. Uh, we have never been about making money so okay, that was yeah, not an option. Yeah. Barcelona on the other hand that yeah. was way too manana manana like ah. you know and all also the language, <laughs> <Too much fun. laughs> yeah, 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 and also this, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, like it's something a bit too vacaciones with mm. that city. Uh, <laughs> and then Berlin, we had a lot of friends. I've been, uh, we have been there before. Yeah. Uh, I was studying German in school, so that came very naturally to move to Berlin. So nice. we moved there when we were twenty-one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what did you work with? Like my idea was to study event management mm. and um, because uh, during my upbringing I have always hosted a lot of events mm. because I hate that people are lonely in today's society and sit at home and don't do fun things. Okay. Uh, so by hosting events and creating places for uh, people to meet, uh, you can change people's life actually. Because if someone sits alone at home, then they get invited to a party where it's nice food and they get uh, connected to a yeah. kind of a community, then you change their day. Of course, yeah. Uh, so uh, I've hosted a lot of events mm. uh, during just my school upbringing. Yeah. As soon as it was the possibility to celebrate something we celebrated it <laughs> yeah uh, and i love good food and yeah, get uh, yeah. to uh, unite people yeah. so my idea was to uh, study event management in berlin mm-hmm. uh, but then i had to learn german so when we moved to berlin we started to uh, study german uh, then the clubs were way too much fun uh, <laughs> so uh, instead of studying german uh, in the traditional way mm-hmm. we started to party a lot and spoke german <laughs> in the clubs uh, and there we met like a lot of artists yeah. um, 
you know, restaurant people mm. and all this like creative sphere. And as like Berlin has such a good party scene, yeah. Bergheim and so on. <laughs> uh, then mm, people from all over the world that have this passion for fun and culture, mm. they come to Berlin. Yeah. So we met so many cool people that really like expanded our world. Okay. And when you live in like Stockholm, there's such a small and uptight bubble. Then to come to Berlin, then you just it's have like, no yeah. limits. And, exactly. You know, it's, I think it's it has a lot to do with the amount of people like the the yeah. critical mass you know we are not so many here in stockholm no. let's say downtown or or yeah city. stockholm is also like so regulated like in stockholm everyone want to be the same no one want to stick out yeah, everyone want to just it's a cultural yeah, thing yeah, as yeah, well yeah 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 you're not supposed to be different in in sweden you're just supposed to be going to school study straight after do a master just stick to the norm yeah yeah yeah, yeah stick yeah. to the norm which and is I'm... not your uh, thing no 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 <laughs> like i hate when things are predictable then mm. i get super super bored <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't fit into that uh, system. Uh. No, but then in Berlin, so instead of like studying German the traditional way, uh, I wanted to get integrated in the society. Yeah. So I got the babysitting job actually. And uh, so I started to babysit this uh, kid called Mads. This mm. German family were inspired of uh, Scandinavia. And when he was three, mm. I started to babysit him. And then we hanged two times a week. We ate sandwiches by the canal. <laughs> and uh, during three years, we developed our German together okay. and I became a part of the German society nice. and you know got my way around yeah but during this time we didn't earn almost any money so uh, because we were just having fun and we were living like on really really low okay, budget so no but saving at all no 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 no. and that was almost like a fun thing okay. uh, to do it in this it was way. like your lifestyle yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, so the way we did was uh, the only thing we could afford to eat was sandwiches <laughs> Uh, and uh, but we didn't do it like them like normal sandwiches. We made the thing with it. How? So me, we called it mackish. <laughs> so like macka in Swedish, that's sandwich. Yeah. And we, I don't know why we just called it mackish. So macka mackish, and. So it was me and Kevin, yeah. and we always had so much fun. So we were doing these sandwiches in weird settings and just like, oh, look at this topping and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then just by accident or somehow, we opened a Facebook group called Mackish. Okay, there in Berlin. Yeah, in Berlin. <laughs> so different people started to upload pictures on their sandwiches. <laughs> and then I was just like, Kevin, fuck, this is really something. Yeah, like, uh, there because, is something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so many people started to do this, and it was like kind of a secret Mackish community you could just uh, be invited yeah, if you yeah. knew someone and as we had so trendy <laughs> friends it was like this kind of yeah, yeah. culture yeah <laughs> uh, and um, out of this uh, uh, i was just like yeah yeah like we're gonna change the world with sandwiches <laughs> because i always had this urge they, they to are change. not even sandwiches no, like no, no, no. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and king was just like olga you're crazy and i was just like no 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 no. we really got something here <laughs> because i always wanted to change the world because yeah. i've seen everything that is unfair and so on yes. um and then we understood that we have created we have created a communication tool mm. because it doesn't matter if you're poor or if you're rich if you're a good chef or a bad chef or which culture you come from mm. because almost everyone can relate to bread with toppings that's true yeah so by uh, developing this community we got mm. people from all over the world to connect with each other okay. no matter background so someone posted a picture and then they started to discuss the yeah. toppings and how you do in this country oh you should add a little bit of that mm. and me and Kegin commented on all the the pictures and said <laughs> oh such a nice package yeah, blah blah yeah, blah yeah. blah <laughs> so this community group 
And then uh, we started to work with it as a company. So okay. we uh, went to different street food markets and then we did comp- competitions in the Facebook group and said, the one that do the most uh, creative Mackish, we're going to serve at this, cool. uh, at this uh, festival, blah, blah, blah. And as we have so many fun friends, we got invited to very nice festivals. And yeah. uh, then we started to do like more productions and then we got invited to Nyhets Morgon and then we started to tour the world with this Mackish concept. But like you you don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't produce you like you host the event you create the platform but by yourself you stop preparing this no, Mackish we com- you also prepa- yeah, yeah 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 I love to cook like for me you know some people are artists by painting and stuff for That's me true. it's like with flavors ah. uh, to experiment with flavors I hate to cook the same thing twice I cannot do it <laughs> and then I get bored <laughs> course uh, and i love to experiment yeah, uh, like yeah. for me when i'm in the kitchen then the world disappears because i'm only like testing flavors yeah. and blah 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 and i'm a sucker for quality i ah. hate shit food that's uh, like i don't eat <laughs> processed yeah, yeah 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 of course it can taste good if you're drunk or something yeah. but not like yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to eat that in general and as i know all this like as my mom has brought me up in a way yeah. uh, that I have all this knowledge, uh, then I know what is good mm. food for your health and for the planet yeah. self. Yeah. But then we were, so we were cooking, like uh, preparing sandwiches and it was not, you know, uh, bread and cheese. Like we did the no, no, very experimental. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for example, when I'm, and we always uh, mixed uh, the thing. So, for example, it was a K-pop band from Tokyo in Stockholm. Yeah. Then uh, uh, the organizer of the event contacted us and said, oh, we're going <laughs> to do this event because they're going to release a new CD. Yeah. Then we took it uh, like... Uh, CD? This yeah, long time yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was maybe not a CD, actually. What? I don't know. Anyway. It's, anyway, yeah, they yeah. were in Stockholm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they are working a lot with the colors and, and the patterns uh, in the colors. Yeah. Yeah. And as it is the music industry, then we decided to serve the sandwiches on all the LP CDs. Wow. Uh, the sandwiches we did in colorful, uh, um, we did different creams in very strong colors. Ah. We had like root beet and okay. rutabaga. And then we created like patterns. Cool. So everything... And we were not like catering service. We were like almost like uh, honorable guests <laughs> because we had the vibe, you know, we came with yeah, something yeah, more than yeah. just like this. True. Because we spoke about the importance of mm. uh, why we do this because with food, you can yeah. repair landscape yeah. and soils and uh, like public mm. health. But there, when we were running this company, we understood the difficulties with the food system due to that we only wanted to work with uh, produce that came from healthy soils mm-hmm. and good ecosystems. Mm-hmm. And I'm a really a control freak when it comes to flavors. I really want to have it in my way. Uh, uh, so we wanted to cook everything from yeah, scratch. Yeah. But uh, today... Uh, like that takes a lot of time. And today we live in a world where no one want to pay for food anymore. Uh, so dear, Even if it's like a good food? Yeah, like not because we were working a lot with uh, like uh, commercial and these production companies yeah. and they want to have everything sponsored and just like, oh, you can <laughs> be seen true. at this venue. Yeah, that's true. Oh, thank you for that. But uh, this venue is not going to pay this farmer for this produce. But mm. thanks. But, you know, like we really wanted to push this forward and they are like early adapters. We were just like, fuck it. We see how it goes. Yeah. But there I really understood uh, how weird this food system is mm. that, okay, we really want to do good, but it's almost impossible to survive. And you need to have like some Michelin star for, for a person to really want to pay for food. Yeah. Especially as we have all these like low budget uh, alternatives. <laughs> 
Uh, so it was really frustrating, but mm. 2019, and during this time, the yeah. only time we really could afford to take out a good salary was when we did like, I've done two big uh, commercials that I today, of course, would not do. But at that time, <laughs> you needed that. I had to do What it. kind of commercials? That is like the biggest brand of uh, processed bread in mm-hmm. Sweden. Mm-hmm. Nothing organic. Um, and they have a big factory in Malmö. Okay. Uh, and they have this like lingongrova and all this like commercial bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, really big uh, factory. Uh, and you know, I'm not up rot with processed bread. My mom has baked all the bread. It's 100% sourdough, uh, 3D yeah, yeah, process, yeah. greens that is good. Then, you know, uh, so we did that commercial and that was like a 365 long episodes, no, 365 episode sandwich calendar. So me and Kegan, wow. yeah, it's so fucked up. This is... <laughs> <laughs> so me and Kegan, like during 10 weeks, we were recording one episode an hour Wow. Uh, episode an hour, yeah. And we did one sandwich related to the date of the day. But like, so, who, was it on TV or, or for them? No, it was on a YouTube channel. This is crazy. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. It's totally. So uh, it was like uh, Quanto Tarantino's birthday. Yeah, then yeah. we did like a Ta-da-da. sandwich. But then we took a sandwich from the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the sandwich that was made that day. And then we were dressed out as Kill Bill <laughs> and this, like, blah, blah, blah. And we did a three-minute sketch about the day. Wow. But then it was, like, it was maybe 10 or 7 people working in the production. So we yeah. were not doing the sandwiches ourselves. No, we just ourselves. in and, and perform and, Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cool, We were cool. in one studio. And then the, the Mackish was made in another studio. <laughs> but, you ah. know, like, to be 10 different characters a day. It's so difficult. Yeah. Like, I cannot like, even imagine it. <laughs> but do you understand how fast that day? Yeah, like... <laughs> We experienced the whole year yes. in 10 weeks. So we were just like, whoa, today's like pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like exactly. the curtains down. You need to adapt quickly. Yeah, and it was the uh, one day Trump won the election. It yeah. was that year. And then we could not record the, um, the, the show because I was just crying. I was just uh, like, this is the end of the world. We cannot do this. <laughs> you know, because you have to be on point all the time when you stand in front of a camera. But Olga, why are you regretting this? It's a big project. No, no, I don't regret it. Or not I regretting just, like... I just, uh, I don't regret anything I've done. I I have seen everything as a learning lesson and we could yeah. not do more. And we didn't know better at that time yeah. either. Uh, so... But it's just like that. I don't want to. Uh, like I don't think that we should eat processed bread. Huh, this uh, is so the, from point. that, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And then the other thing we did was a commercial for Jarlsberg. Mm-hmm. And Jarlsberg is nor- uh, the biggest cheese of Norway. And in Norway, they eat more cheese per capita than in USA. And Whoa. it's non-organic. But they ah. don't have. A, a, they don't put any additives into the cheese, so that's a good thing. But it's still not. You know, like as we have to eat less animal products, mm-hmm. uh, then it's not super good to eat uh, non-organic cheese. Yeah. So can I ask you mm-hmm. to define organic and not organic for our, for me, also for our yeah. listener? Yeah. Okay. So, so we follow with your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very good. Okay, good. Oh, it, and this is so complex, you know. <laughs> so food can be produced in a way that is either with the nature or mm-hmm. against the nature. Okay. So when you do today conventional farming, that is about like putting fert- chemical fertilizers, mm. uh, pesticides and making the crops grow more intensively mm. and faster. Yeah. Because we want to like always um, make the produce grow quicker and quicker and more and exactly. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But the issue with that is that we're killing the soil. Uh, the, mm. Because the soil is a living thing. Yeah. It's fi- uh, full of microbes and uh, diversity. So by putting chemical inputs, mm. then you destroy the soil. When the soil is dead, we will no longer be able to produce food. Mm. And the soil, when it's dead, it's also leading to erosion. So when it comes, like it cannot store water anymore. Mm. It cannot uh, capture carbon anymore. It's not reacting. And it becomes dead. It's just yeah. like this grey dust. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest threats we have right now. Like if we look on all the soils on on the earth, 30% of them has the status degraded. If we continue our food production as we do today, 95% is dead by 2050. 2050, it's like tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Uh, So uh, therefore, and this has not been speaking about so much due to, oh, Mm. we have to stop the climate crisis. Oh, we have to handle more crisis at the same time. I'm really tired of this. So with this said, uh, then it's like, this is one type of uh, way you can produce food. And that's like how it is today. That's Mm. the global industrial food system. Today, 80%... The quick, the cheap, the fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast, intensively produced and so on. Uh, And the industry use, uh, you know, they say that, oh, with the growing population, we have to maximize their production and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Today, we throw one third of all our food. One third? One third. Wow. Uh, And... If we look, uh, it was really fun. This is just like a little side story. I jump mm. a bit. <laughs> That's kind of my mode. I was in a podcast uh, some weeks ago. And then it was a guy from Ghana, one from Madrid uh, and me. And we were speaking about the issues with the global food system because okay. all of us are a part of it. Yeah. Uh, even though it looks different uh, in different sides. And yeah. then we were speaking about the issues in our country. And, you know, in Ghana, they don't have... Uh, Many people don't have access to food and the food waste appear in the prime production due to lack of infrastructure mm. and how to handle the produce. In Sweden, uh, uh, we uh, our food waste appears in the households because okay. we can afford to throw food because it's too cheap for us. And our food waste is also uh, shown in uh, obesity and overweight because mm. that's also, you know, unnecessary yeah. calories eaten. Yeah. And today, 52% of Sweden's population is overweight. 52? 52%. Wow. Uh, and people think that Sweden is so fresh, healthy, innovative. Uh, keeping no. the shape, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would say. And, you know, we have so big wages. Uh, and then, out of this, like, that cost the society 70... The 70 milliarder per år. What is that in English? 70 billion. 70 billion a year. Wow. And that's double as much as the cancer therapy. How this fucked is up so is that? so crazy. Yeah. And if we if we take just like the child perspective, during the 30 uh, last years, mm-hmm. the kids with uh, uh, like overweight has doubled. The amount of kids with obesity has mm. five doubled. We are going into a fat pandemic. This as is not hell. good. This no, is no, not no, good, no, 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 no. Ah, and, and this has like we're gonna speak about that later, but yeah. that has a lot to do about how we're forming the cities and mm. what food environment we expose the kids to. Yeah, and and that, well, that's why you're here, yeah. like to inspire us because yeah, like, we yeah, have yeah. no idea. Oh yeah, and I love <laughs> to speak about this. But now I'm gonna jump yes, back to yeah, the production. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a short little yeah, side yeah. story, but it's good. Like you have to understand the big picture of exactly. this and the complexity. No, I had no idea about the, these numbers. No, to be honest, no, no, no. I also think like I thought like okay, everyone keeping the shape everyone's yeah. going to the gym no, like, no, everyone no, no, looks no, no. so cool yeah. 
Yeah, no. So when we go back to the production, yeah. um, then you have this like unsustainable way of producing food. So that's really bad for biodiversity. Mm-hmm. It's it's letting out a lot of greenhouse gas emissions and it's uh, not uh, long-term sustainable. Then you can do a production that is working with the nature. Mm-hmm. And then we have different type of production that is doing that. Organic is one way, and that means that you are only allowed to use like uh, organic uh, uh, fertilizers, kind of. Uh, Then we have uh, also um, biodynamic biodynamic, Mm -hmm. uh, farming. That's even more strict. Then you're not allowed to add some things. Ah. Then we have... an even better one, regenerative farming, which means that you have to integrate animals into the, produ- to the ah, production wow. and you close the circle. So, like uh, the, the old yeah. Uh, time. Yeah, uh, so that's a, uh, and permaculture and mm. agroforestry. So you, you really work with the ecosystem yeah. then against, against it. it. Yeah. Uh, but in today's food system, it's so many big powers mm. that is like lobbyist organizations and okay. stuff. So right now, uh, Sweden is actually like if you take all the production in Sweden, eighty percent is non-organic. Eighty percent uh, is non-organic, and then uh, we have a diff like. <sighs> We are better than some other countries, but we are absolutely not the best. Now, of course, eighty is. <laughs> No, and now we are going down. Like the the government right now, they want to lower the ambitions. Uh, So that's very sad Mm -hmm. because now people are looking into short-term profit rather than the long-term profit and sustainability. So it's a very narrow thinking. Yeah, but why? why, uh, Because the organically produced Mm -hmm. food is so much expensive compared to the normal one. Yeah. It's because of... Uh, I would say that we live in a, uh, like the structure of today's food system mm-hmm. is basically wrong. Uh, and since uh, 90, uh, then nine out of 10 small scale farms in Sweden has closed down. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, policies, both on a Swedish level mm-hmm. and, a, and a European level, yeah. doesn't benefit the farmers <laughs> that are working with the nature. Mm-hmm. Because today's uh, um, agriculture system that is benefiting more the big industry players. Okay. So, and also like in uh, almost like every industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so outdated. <laughs> uh, yeah. And today we have a food system where people interact mm. uh, when buy their food at big supermarket yeah i call them super bad markets (laughs) (laughs) but it's not because like if they would do good and help the people to eat good food then i would call them super good markets maybe but it's not like that today Mm. so it's not that i'm going to call them that forever it's just now when they're so closed in their loop Mm. Um, and they're you know like they promote a certain type of food and they have their promotions on a certain type of food and they don't want to promote organic because in sweden like consumers, I don't like to say consumers either. I prefer to say eaters okay. or citizens that sometimes consume. Uh, because then I think like Let's with say the language. Eaters. Let's yeah, say yeah, eaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because like when the person go to a supermarket, then you get exposed to what is on the shelves. Yeah. And 
Before, uh, like organic was more popular because these supermarkets uh, were promoting uh, organic food as well. Okay. But now we have a, um, a brand called Från Sverige. So that's a, a yellow and blue little flag that mm-hmm. sits on packages. And that is uh, um, um, a sales argument for the industry from brand. From Sverige means from Sweden. Yes, yeah. exactly. But just because something is from Sweden doesn't mean that it's good from uh, Sweden. So it's a way to promote the local yeah. produced food. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But here we have to take in account that like, when something says from Sweden, like that is not only dependent on uh, inputs from Sweden. We still uh, have have to yeah, import could... the fertilizers, yeah. the pesticides. Like I have a, a good friend called Sebastian mm. and he's a sourdough baker and he's really about, you know, the right of the farmers and okay. soil health yeah. and culture and, and so And he's one of the few persons that dare to speak about the industry and yeah. how it's working because so many people are bought up by the industry knows. Uh, mm. So it's not many people yeah. that are this like free speaking as I am. Yeah. So even if we think yeah. these uh, this food is produced in Sweden, like have yeah. the produced in Sweden yeah. tag, yeah. it doesn't mean like it's 100% pure produced. No, no because so he call it närbesprutad, which is like uh, closely produced but, but uh, poisoned. Okay. So uh, because it's still dependent on these pesticides Some... and stuff. Mm. So just because something is from Sweden, it doesn't matter that it's sustainable produced from Sweden. Okay. Uh, and you know, consumers they can have one sustainability argument in their head in the same time. Mm-hmm. So here they, they get bombarded with all these arguments, like oh, you should become vegan, you should eat food that has less uh, carbon. Uh, I mean, output, you should eat organic, you should do that and that and that. Like, it's impossible to be a consumer today because it's so many messengers that you get. So people either choose from Sweden or they choose organic. And it's Mm. not so so many uh, that have this like bigger picture knowledge about things. Mm. And then also we come into the question about price. Organic is often a few counts more expensive. But, But why? Because it's more human demanding to to ah, to produce organic. Okay, now I understand. Yeah, and mm. also uh, it's not the same uh, efficient crop-wise. You don't get out the same much. Like mm. when you do a big field, a monoculture with a lot of wheat, you get out big amounts of shit quality wheat. Okay. Uh, but if you would look, like Sebastian is so good of explaining this. So he has been, uh, he had a bakery and yeah. he was selling this bread and the loaf was like prime quality several day process cost 90 crown for a loaf mm. and some people would say oh yo yo that's expensive because you compare it to a bread from exactly. a super bad market <laughs> but then if you study this closer then you see yeah. that his bread is way heavier so mm. it doesn't contain so much air he used a flour that actually contains nutrition because mm. it comes from so- soils that yeah. contains nutrition so his bread is actually cheaper per kilo because the mm. bread you buy in a super bad market yeah. contains so much air and it's just processed flour mm. and don't have any nutrition yeah. and in today's <sighs> food system you know people buy food on grams and exactly. count calories yeah exactly and also like the um, the amount of swedish crowns yeah. how ma- how many grams i get from this exactly. is it a good deal yeah so so in this f- the current food system then you do like that and then like 
like I think in the uh, in the new food system or in in a in a healthy food system, yeah. then you're gonna buy food by uh, nutrition instead. Because uh. imagine if a tomato come from a healthy soil, yeah. then it contains way more nutrition and it tastes good. Of course. If a tomato come from a greenhouse and uh, is you know this like not even red and it's still hard <laughs> like bleh, like that's you know uh, that's horrible. Yeah. Uh, then we're gonna have an other kind of um, of mentality when it comes to food mm. uh, because then it's gonna be very expensive to go to McDonald's suddenly because if you're gonna buy vitamin and minerals for your money, then you have to buy many many meals mm. <laughs> for it to even have. To combine. Or maybe you even can. Maybe you, you cannot even yeah. buy there because they don't have yeah. vitamin and minerals. But Olga, tell tell me what mm. is like uh, you're closer to this like. Yeah. What does the market or the eaters shows yeah. like? Do we buy healthy organic or no? We don't care. We just keep doing what we like, used to do. No. Like we, what? What does the market tell us? Like the market is, you know, like this. Uh, what it, it's demand and explain uh, demand. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would say when people get the opportunity and understand why you do a certain thing, mm. then they act and uh, and buy that the thing that is right for their health and mm. other people's health. Yeah. But today we don't have the infrastructure which allows it. Mm. Because in the supermarket, like you cannot find the regenerative farmed food. They don't have a place in those supermarkets. Okay. Uh, so I think it is like this because today it's a matter of class and education. Who can afford uh, nutrition? And who has access to nutrition? Yeah. And that's simply fucking wrong like that you know food is a human right mm. due to the uh, if you look on the child convention yeah. which is actually a law in sweden then every kid have the right to health and and, and mm. like healthy food so today we're breaking the law in sweden because kids have no access to healthy and good food and uh, therefore you have to speak about this question in a high political level because okay. we're not working we're not uh, uh, we're not in a system which is even legal, I would say. Mm. Oh, I'm totally going to try to do some suing in this. I really look forward to that. So someone with that is a lawyer that's listening, get in contact. <laughs> do, you, do, you feel, uh, do you feel sad when you get into the supermarkets and you see there's like tons of different... <laughs> okay, Mustafa, like I cannot barely go into a super bad market, you know. Uh, super bad market. <laughs> you know, when I go in there... Before I got my ADHD diagnosis and got help <laughs> with, you know, putting effort of how to deal with my passion. Yeah. Because before, when I was not so aware of how I should work in this system, mm. I could go into a supermarket and start to speak with the person uh, that was the boss of the store and was just like, why do you do this and that and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you you, you yeah, talk yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Because when manager. I see something, then I cannot resist to do mm. something about it. You just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I cannot, I cannot. It's just like impossible. Okay. Uh, so then when I was going into a supermarket, I could stay there for an hour and just like, why do you do that? Uh... Why do you do that? But then when I started Reformaten, which I will speak about later, then I got to know a woman called Katta Nylén. And she's a climate psychologist. Mm. And she taught me a tool that is like, you have one, uh, uh, like it's uh, one uh, pile that is going upwards and one that is going uh, horizontal. Okay. No, like, how do you say The X, like Y. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you have like high impact, low impact, mm. short term, long, long term. term. And then you have to place your efforts and hours ah. in this. And if I was going to waste one of my yeah. hours in one supermarket, <laughs> that's 
low impact, short, short term. term. I have to call, you know, Ika head office and say, why the fuck do you do promotions mm. on that? So like this. Then I learned. So this changed your yeah, ha- the way you react of how where yeah. I should put my effort. Yeah, yeah. Because we are running out of time and people are suffering every mm. hour mm. due to mm. this. Mm. So then I start like I, I don't go to supermarket so much because when I go into supermarket, I say that it is for me to go into supermarket. It is like a showroom of the climate crisis, also biodiversity uh, and public health issues that's... and social justice issues. I I, yeah. I agree with you. I I totally agree yeah. with you. Like I didn't react on this before but yeah. but like the recent year yeah when i get into the supermarket i see there's like let's say 40 different type of cheese yeah. imported from different countries yeah. and i'm what I, I just watching okay cool this it's it's luxury that i can buy cheese no. from it's yeah. let, let me just okay. finish <laughs> so it's luxury that we have so much of the food we can choose in between yeah. at the same time I'm, I'm just like reflecting how much did it take to produce mm-hmm. to to ship this from different countries and all you know, like all this logistics and production behind this beautiful yeah. packaged. Uh... Yeah, and for me, you know, so... like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, luxuries that I don't have to choose. I don't want to have this. Like I don't want to select. I want to have one perfect tomato. It's going to be super tasty and really good. I want to have like maybe two different kind of cheese. I don't need a hundred different kind mm. of cheese. That is shit. Or mm, like a, yeah, on the environment, hand. and you know when I go into a supermarket and I see chains of reactions. So when I look at the shelves, yeah. I see packages and I see shelves, and then I see the whole process what happened behind before yes. the thing ended up on the shelves. It's because you know what yeah. is behind. Yeah. For us, we don't know. We just see, okay, fine, good yeah, price, yeah. I take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know the ba- the story behind the no. story behind. And it. when you know that, they, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. But then mm. I also see the whole consequences of what's gonna happen after ah, it's leaving the shelf so you know i have yeah. like two big spinning wheels that is yeah. before and after. and after so therefore i am like you don't go into this no <laughs> no 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 i'm just like okay i try to avoid it as much as much as possible yeah. so i have like a favor like a service that it comes a uh, uh, box of uh, local uh, organic produced ah, vegetables to cool. my door i cook as I love to experiment, yeah. I only use that. And I'm really picky with flavors. So mm. I really like to, yeah. pro- to yeah. uh, cook like this. And then uh, like I have uh, a few blocks away, I have uh, some friends that are hunters. So I buy my meat okay, uh, that they have just been shooting in the forest. Mm. And then in my house, I have a sourdough baker that only use culture greens. Okay. And then, but this is so privileged. So you, but actually I think I spend less money than a normal person on food because ah, do I that. don't go into super bad markets and buy unnecessary things (laughs) and you know like i buy like swedish um, regenerative produced uh, beans and lentils and these two and a half kilo bags Mm, with the finest uh, quinoa of sweden (laughs) and you know like it's rosanna linser and you know like the quality is just so amazing Mm. so you don't need that extra but tell me olga like now Mm. okay we we are (laughs) digging into the problems (laughs) and challenges but at the same time like we are in sweden yeah uh, and you know the the winter time more than me and it's not easy to produce and farm like how other countries do so at the same time we also have like (laughs) we, we have to import somehow yeah of course or tell me how how can can we do this yeah okay so today, uh, Sweden imports 50% of the food that we eat. So half of the... Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, we could produce more food here. Uh, we are sustain- We are self-sufficient uh, uh, 
och carrots, sugar and greens. Good. Uh, and we could produce a lot more food here. And also, mm. you know, as we cannot grow food during the winter time, yeah. then we can preserve food in different way. You know, like you can do, uh, like store it in different way. Like the potato we can store almost all year. Yeah. Uh, the same with carrots and onions. And the beans and lentils, that's a dry thing. So that can be all over mm. here. But some, like you can pickle, you can ferment, you can do different things so you can store things over the mm. year. But we are not against that we can import things. For us, it's the most important that the food is sustainable, produced, so the soil is healthy where the food is okay. produced, and that the farmer has a good living condition. Mm. So they get good paid and they have like a possibility to live. Because within today's food system, if you take the transport, like the transport, because many people think, oh, it's so bad with imported due to the transport. That's 2% of the greenhouse gas emission mm. for what we yeah. eat. Uh, and as long as food is not flown by airplane, which I think you should just like simply forbid, uh, <laughs> then it's like... You don't want to eat the shitty, uh, like uh, pineapple, the taste shit. Like if you think of like the quality, uh, mm. we then that is not like good quality, you know. And uh, so we have to more go into how we can what role food should have in our societies and in people's life. Mm. Because this is things that is more demanding with the time. Yeah. But today, like. Like food is essential, you know, like in it's something that brings people together. And today we have issues with a polarized society. And, you know, I live to enjoy life and get other people to enjoy life. That is my passion. So by creating, like, I don't need much money. I need money so I can pay my rent and I need money so I can buy food Mm. and do a bit of travels. And go party. Yeah, go party, but you know, like I have so many friends that have good parties, so it's fine. <laughs> no, but you know, like I don't need much money. I understand you. I need money so I can uh, survive and do things yeah. uh, that I need. I hate to buy new things. That's the worst thing I know. Mm. Like I just simply hate it. For me, like a galleria is the worst place on earth. Like I hate commercials mm. because I know the consequences of it. I don't see the point of it. For me, it's only like superficial and uh, I really don't find so it like interesting. So like all, all shopping malls are forbidden for you to enter oh, because yeah, like... It's just like boring. I get like uh, rushes. I see everything that is uh, bad. Yeah, like, like I, buy I do, from us, buy yeah, from yeah, us. Yeah, buy commercial. People are suffering. I see the consequences yeah, of yeah, it. So yeah. for me, it's just like horrible. Uh, and also, you know, like for me, to be in a city, you know, to go with the U-Bahn and see all the commercials, like just yes, that's all. Yeah, it's triggering like, everything. I get headache to be honest. Yeah. Like I love cities and yeah, so yeah, on, yeah. but for yeah, me, me too, the culture but, uh, thing. Yeah. for me, like uh, start to get uh, a bit too much of advertisement yeah. everywhere. Like it's you know, when I wake up in the morning, yeah. I take the um, the metro, yeah, and it's like advertisement everywhere. Yeah. In in the in the let's say metro vehicle, then yeah. you step out to the station, advertising yeah. everywhere, <laughs> open for advertisement. So it's I think it's a kind of for yeah. me it's a, it's a headache to be yeah. honest. Yeah, and you know like we are not supposed to get to, to get uh, bombarded by all this messenger. I think it's like some city in uh, can it be São Paulo. Like in some cities, they start to forbid commercial. Ah, they because, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's, you know, morally so right. Should mm. people get so affected by this? I was standing at TS and Holland the other day. And I was... The central, yeah, the central station area. Station, ah. And I was 
so close to cry uh, because uh, from one point of view, I saw like five different food commercial of just shit food. Uh-huh. It was this like processed non-organic wurst, uh, like sausages. And it was just like, oh, summer grill party. And then you just see, <laughs> yeah, this is cancer. This is, you know, loss uh, of virus. Yeah, you, you yeah, see, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then it's this huge commercial for that's like, and this like a food delivery service that's like underpaid workers. Uh-huh. It's just uh, that's, Oh, it's just like so sad that we have created a society where this is allowed because these people they get they don't get good paid by the work they do horrible working conditions mm. no security and you know have we really got that lazy that we cannot even go and buy our food takeaway you know like we're so lazy these persons like food can be something amazing that you do it together mm. like today's society when people are just getting fat and sitting in their couches and just like oh let's order a fedora we buy some processed shit and get fat and you know like <laughs> it's just like oh I, I'm I, just so sad I understand you. This, you know tell me you mentioned that your <laughs> friend told you about the xy and low impact high yeah. impact so I know you started something big and so tell me this story yes. how like how life Yeah. Let's you to that you start this. Yeah. So I moved back to Stockholm 2019 because mm. I could not sit on a train front and back to Stockholm and b- between Stockholm and Berlin. I have way too much ADHD and uh It's also very expensive to go with train due to the fucked up transportation system that we should not start yeah, to then, speak about. Then, then they don't say, know. why don't take flights, yeah, please, yeah, 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 be yeah, sustainable. Yeah. And you know, like, I don't want to fly. It's simply, I don't uh, feel that it's right to fly. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, like, I'm a privileged person. I should not do it. Uh, so then I decided to move back to Stockholm. Yeah. When I came back to Stockholm, uh, Then I've been living this really privileged life, like mm. seeing all these like cool people, uh, different sides of the society where people speak about sustainability, don't do sustainability. Mm. You know, this yeah. uh, hypocrisy we live in. Yeah. So then uh, my dad got very sick in cancer. Mm. Uh, and uh, he was living temporarily in Norrköping, uh, like a okay. small city outside. City. Uh, yeah, yeah, a small city outside Stockholm. So when he got uh, sick, uh, then me and my brother, uh, we moved into the hospital with him because he got so sick that it was like close to death all the time. So during one month, uh, we we spent time with him in the hospital. Mm. And during this time, I saw the reality. Like this was the time I woke up. I saw that our tax money was financing food that is destroying the public health and the climate ah. and loss of biodiversity. So we are paying for yeah, this. Yeah, we are paying for this catastrophe to happen. Okay. And that was, you know, like I was so angry. I was crying. It's like a wake up call, right? I was just like, whoa. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. Yeah. whoa. <laughs> I was just like, because when you have, when you're in a vulnerable situation like that, mm. when you see your dad in that position, you see all the other patients that are just sitting there and like, like, you know, not eating because the food is so disgusting. Ah, it is, uh, that's like, oh, sad. Yeah, so sad. And, you know, I was just like, why don't you use food for something good here? Yeah. And uh, like, I don't say that all hospital has bad food, but this had bad food. Okay. So of 14 meals, lunch and dinner, nine of them was processed meat or red meat. Okay. And if you look on the uh, recommendations from a health perspective, you're not supposed to eat mm. more than 500 gram of this per week. Per week. Per week. If you look from a climate perspective, uh, due to the 
uh, emissions of mm. the meat productions, then you're not supposed to eat more than 300 grams a week. Okay. Yeah. Do you understand I can the issues relate. here? I can relate. Yeah. I can see how big is the problem now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like I know this research. And when I was sitting there, I was just like going front and back in the corridors, taking photos of all the menus. And I was just uh, like boiling. I was yeah, so yeah. fucking angry. And then like uh, I had already started to work because before this, I wanted to open a restaurant, an educational restaurant that show uh, okay. how amazing this transformation yes. is. Okay. Because it's more quality. Mm. It's like doing things together. Yeah. Like it's super, super Like social, attractive. economical. So I just yes. want people to experience and live it, you yes. know. Good. But then dad got sick and, and this happened in the hospital. And I got so angry and sad that I was just like, this cannot be true. Sweden at this time of yeah, our right. development. 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. How is it possible? You know, we are educated, we're privileged. How come? So uh, then I contacted the, the the head of the hospital and said, just like, why? Why is this? I wrote like a sharp email, quite short. Ah. They was like referring to research. Okay. Said that I had taken photos of the menus. Do you mm. need help? Uh, why okay, is it cool. like this? Good. So I was just like, offering my help and, under, really uh, and asked how come it is like this. Yeah. Then I got invited to a meeting with the dietarian head of the hospital uh, and she explained to me that Oh, it's, it's, uh, this is old systems. We cannot do anything about ah. it. And, you know, old patients, they only eat this kind of food. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> this is complete bullshit. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you know, like I always take the potato as an example because a <laughs> potato, that can be something of the most tasty you have been eating if it comes from a healthy yeah. soil and being treated with love mm. and respect mm. and they end up on a plate with little butter yeah, so and like salt yeah, yeah, yeah it's so good or it can be a grey overboiled piece of shit that's gonna <laughs> end up in the trash uh, so I was just like this is bullshit. Yeah. And this way, the, uh, so this that old patients only eat this kind of food, that's bullshit because mm. they actually don't eat this kind of food. They, yeah. they end up in the trash. And then this uh, argument that it's old system and we cannot do anything about it. I was just like, that's also bullshit because mm. the system, it comes up and it can change or it can stay. Yeah. And then she said like, oh, but your dad, he's so sick so he can get the special menu. And what? I was just like, what exactly so you have to be close to dying to eat food that you don't yeah. die from uh, <laughs> and all of these other patients at this hospital that for sure not have a daughter that is this crazy yeah. as me <laughs> shall they eat this shit exactly like what is this logic yeah 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 yeah. i was just like whoa 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 and then i got so angry so i was just like oh you're gonna see and then <laughs> i went out and i went out on a run because i run a lot that's how i process my ah. thoughts and then just reformaten appeared on my head in okay. my head and that's like reformaten that is like reform maten and maten is ah. food in swedish whoa. yeah whoa. i was just like Wait. whoa <laughs> This is crazy. I was just like, this has nothing to do with my dad. It has nothing to do with the hospital. This is so big. Yeah. Why do we eat food that makes us and the people yeah. sick totally unnecessary? And we pay for this as well yeah. from tax money. Yeah. So I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, uh, everything was just appearing in my head. And then I came back and I was just like, <gasps> <laughs> I have the solution. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, okay, okay. So I contacted my friend uh, Marika and I was just yeah. like, Marika, 
she's a communication designer. Okay. I was just like, Marika, we have to create a big fucking campaign <laughs> that's gonna, you know, like translate all this complicated research yeah. material. Mm. And we're gonna go out with a big campaign and this co- uh, and uh, get signatures and force the political ah. leaders to change the system. Like a movement. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first idea with Jeffrey Martin that we were going to do this massive campaign mm. and blah, 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 blah. Uh, because we have the answers. We know what we're going to eat, uh, what kind of food we have yeah. to eat for the planet and for the people. And here I want to add a thing that is like very important because mm. the food we eat and the food system... Uh, we have to look on solutions that are holistic mm. because if we look on silos uh, and just Would look you like on to come yeah. to the mic to microphone oh. yeah. if we look on uh, uh, solutions that are not holistic we're going to go against the other silo solutions yeah. so if we speak about oh we're going to eat food that is lowering the uh, the emissions mm-hmm. and everyone start to eat like uh, uh, vegovurst uh, some processed uh, vegovurst mm-hmm. that's not going to be good for your health that's not good for the land Landscapes because it's like a monoculture yeah. uh, and it's like uh, not organic so it's like uh, uh, destroying the soil but it's good like the greenhouse gas emissions are going down yes. and then if we eat non-organic avocado from that is imported from Mexico they don't have any groundwater left mm. uh, and the dealers deal avoc- avocado instead of cocaine so it's not good wow. from uh, uh, like um, uh, what is call it right perspective <laughs> you know what i mean i understand yeah, you yeah, yeah so therefore it's so important to speak about holistic solutions mm. and speak about food that is good for the soil yeah. the health of the people mm. and also of course we have to eat less meat because we eat so much meat today mm. but we don't have to stop to eat meat it's just to eat better meat the, the amount and the way we produce yeah okay like we refer always to uh Uh, a framework that is called diet for a green planet mm. and that's like five criteria okay first it has to be tasty and uh, healthy because mm. otherwise it's going to end up in the trash okay then it has to be uh, uh the produce should come from this kretslopp how do you say kretslopp yeah. uh, circular farms yeah And if if you don't know a uh, circle uh, circular or regenerative farms, and if not uh, that is possible, then organic is mm, better. Mm. Then as local produce as possible, uh, then uh, as uh, then seasonal, mm-hmm. and then minimum waste. Yes. So those those five criteria, and we call them qualitarian criteria. Ah. So instead that people should become vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian and have all this like. Yeah things you should be a qualitarian so no matter which diet you follow the most important is that it has quality for the uh, that the production has a certain quality yeah uh, so 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 you start to reform yeah. is, is but is it like an organization or yeah, not it's like we're a, NGO. okay so uh we The first idea was this campaign, but then we understood that, okay, we need a lot of money to create a campaign and we really don't want to have money from the industry because Mm. our most important thing is our independency. Okay. So uh, first we have to create this in an independent way. Yes. So during the first year, uh, we 
spoke with extremely many people okay. uh, and just like trying to understand the issue. Um, mm. And then I went crazy. I was just like, what the fuck? Like you have the farmers, you have the people working with uh, restaurants, yeah. uh, you yeah. have chefs, you have people working in the region, in the municipality, you mm. have on a national level, global level, European level. It's complicated. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then some people care about their own health and some people yeah. care about their ha- family's health and some about the nature and some about animal economy yeah economy yeah yeah so we were just like okay what the fuck like uh, and they don't collaborate Mm. so then we said okay okay, we have to create the organization which unites voices and we have to mobilize this engagement so during the first year as we were registered as organization we we did it without money you know like uh, we did uh, for 14 live streamed conference that was between 1 to 12 hours wow. with 120 experts from the food uh, uh, system wow so everything from people working like yeah. in the like in the public agencies like mm. Folkhälsomyndigheten Livsmedelsverket Jordbruksverket yeah. to good chefs uh, to influencers to farmers nice but so reformaten was just like I asked people to help and people wanted to help. Mm. I think that people really want to help, but today it's not those platforms that can uh, allow people to help. Mm. Because either uh, organizations are bought up by industry and then yeah. people, of course, don't want to help because they, mm. don't, they are not stupid. Uh, and uh, uh, then these other environmental organizations, some t- kind somehow they can be a bit negative. You know, it's mm. so much, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. And we have like uh, we want to collaborate with everyone uh, but we are more speaking about what we should do and this positive side Mm, and unite and you know ask and we don't we don't say that we have the perfect answer ourselves but we say that we want to unite people that are very good with this yeah so that was the first year but you know it was crazy to create the organization it was not really my plan Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know like we just like went with the flow and uh, Mm. It was like a living organ and we got, we put a board with different professions uh, that was not involved with the food system because I don't yeah. think that the food system will be sold from the people within the food system. Okay. Yeah, partly. Uh, so that was the first year working without funding and doing all mm. these things. And mm. I started to have a lot of lectures mm. and sitting in different advisory boards and got into this more system and and these uh, different reference groups and so on. Yeah. And this food system was just expanding and expanding. And I, I remember my mom told me, she was just like... Uh, Olga, one of your biggest assets is your lack of knowledge because (laughs) (laughs) otherwise you would never do what you do. Uh, uh, I think you have to be a bit naive and crazy, you know, to attack some things because otherwise it's too, if you have too much knowledge, then it's just like, oh, so hard. (laughs) So that was the first year. And then the second year we got our first founding. Nice. And that was Congratulations. From, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was from Vinova, the Swedish uh, Innovation. innovation agency. Yeah. So that was for a format mm-hmm. uh, because so parallel with developing your format as an organization. Yeah, yeah. Then we have been working with a new infrastructure uh, that's going to be a bridge between the eater and the uh, farmer. Uh-huh. That's going to be like a more a heart of local uh, sustainable food systems. Cool. Because in today's society... Okay, now we can start to speak a bit about the food environment because uh, then it leads in good. Yeah. So food environment, that is a question that is very big in, the, in other countries. 
but not in Sweden because we're so left behind with so many things. Mm. So food environment uh, or foodscapes, that's simply the reality we live in. So that's the interface between the farmer and the eater. Yes. So everything like dif- like everything from things that you cannot see and touch, like different norms and trends and culture mm. things and socioeconomic backgrounds to actually the things we see, like everything from commercial to what mm. is in the shelves to everything we get exposed to that affect what we eat, basically. And in other countries, you have been working with food environments, like in more uh, low-income countries, due to the um, lack of food, the food insecurity. Mm. Uh, so that has been a big topic uh, due to that question. And also, you know, like in UC, there's uh, like food deserts. We cannot access nutrition anymore. It's just these super big yeah. bad markets mm, and, mm. and only McDonald's everywhere, you know. So there is like, oh, it's so sad. <laughs> oh, okay, we cannot, we cannot think about that. But in Sweden, you know, everyone thinks we are so healthy and fresh. So we have not been dealing with this issue. Mm. But two years ago, uh, Folkhälsomyndigheten came out with a report that was about the food environment in Sweden okay. due to the obesity uh, rising so mm. much. And uh, the, then uh, they claim, uh, or like, the, it's true that Sweden lack research on this topic. Mm. So now it's actually more and more research yeah. developing on Coming. this, but still not enough. It, mm. more, it has to go way faster, but it will. Um, and then you lift up because in Reformaten we don't speak about perfect consumers we speak about active citizens okay. as this has to be addressed on the highest political level mm. and not on an individual level like we should not say that oh you should do this and you should do that mm. no we have to create the right circumstances so you have the possibility to do that okay. so it's very important to lift it from the individual perspective to the system perspective mm. uh, so there, like the city planning and real estate uh, agencies becomes the most important, you know, because by how they plan the cities mm-hmm. and what kind of food they let in and flourish in their, in their um, district, they can either perve- uh, prevent lifestyle-related uh, non-communicable diseases mm-hmm. or end with what kind of food they let in, they can also, you know, like, make sure that their districts repair broken soils from landscapes Mm. by letting the right actor in, and also, you know, repairing our our broken landscapes Mm. and uh, ecosystems. So, I think that the real estate agencies, and also insurance companies, because, you know, insurance companies, first of all, they don't want people to get sick, because then they have to pay pay. for that. (laughs) And they don't want catastrophes to happen because they have to pay for that as well. (laughs) So I think it is the insurance companies and the real estate companies Mm. that's going to be like a big, uh, big uh, solution in this. Yeah, yeah. And and can you elaborate more about like, um, because we have many architects, uh, real estate uh, people and also planners. How do we do that? Like, mm-hmm. if you explain to us, please yeah. with details, like, yeah. what do you mean? So the format that we have been developing, um, we call them like district kitchens. Mm-hmm. Because today, everything is very commercial in the world we live in. So uh, if you look on ground level, you see you have these super bad markets. You have restaurants that is often like chains and big and so on. Because they are the ones that can afford the big rents and so yeah. on. But... Um, if you create circumstances for people to have a positive, like spend their time in a positive way mm-hmm. by creating that infrastructure, for example, so 
so this uh, uh, thing we are developing, that's like, it's a room with a program that is going to look different depending on where you put up this room with the program. So, for example, we have been working uh, in Järva, mm. uh, which is a vulnerable area here in Stockholm. So many amazing food cultures, so much flavor and knowledge. Yeah. And their people have its issue with the public health uh, because of it. It's like, yeah, we have these wedges. Yeah. Um, and the many people, uh, uh, they don't have jobs. So here we have to create job opportunities, improve health. Mm. So this kitchen, for example, should provide job opportunities and also knowledge uh, and mm. education around uh, uh, healthy food and yeah. the sustainable life. Yeah. And also, you know, like I have ADHD and I was not good in school. If I would have gotten to a school where you translate and transfer the knowledge within a, within a kitchen mm. and... Uh, do math and so on, you know, in a kitchen with so things. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> then we have we have to create a society which uh, ev- where everyone is allowed to live because today uh, it's just like these nine to five people that are like mm. this society is made for. They want to do shopping, they want to study and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we program the city according yeah. to the to this lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if we uh, uh, create another role for food in the society, mm. we can allow more people to uh, have like more positive spending of their mm. time. Mm. So this kind of kitchen And if we put up a, this kind of kitchen in Danderyd, for example, they have still issues with what they eat because it's not so much organic. Uh, they would maybe just like want to have like an abonnement or some kind of like thing. Subscription. Yes, uh, subscription on the food box because they don't have time to cook. But mm. they still have to eat a different food because now yeah. they order at Fodora still, you know. Uh, so depending on where you put up these kitchens, it's going to look different. Mm. And uh, It has to be different organization and uh, business models. Mm. Because today when you go into a supermarket, in Sweden we have a, a saying that it's like food crown. So if you go into a... a, a crown? Like, a crown, no, like a like dollar, food dollar. Okay. Uh, so when you spend 100 crowns in a supermarket, then 8% of those goes to the farmer. Mm. Then 34% goes to the... Uh, trade, so Ica for example, mm. 26 goes to the package, like Arla or something, okay. and then it's a bit of tax. And with this business model, the farmer who's doing the hard work will They're never <laughs> be able to handle no. the, the, the soil and the ecosystems well. And I don't think that you would like to spend your money that way. No, that's but it's sad. Just, yeah, it's so sad. So within the, but you know, like you cannot, it's so horrible what's happening in Sweden as well, because now This has come up to the debate due to the increasing prices. Yes. But yes. I want to say one thing regarding mm. that because I understand that uh, uh, it's hard with the prices. Um, but if you're a privileged person that can afford to buy unnecessary things like new clothes and travels and stuff that you don't actually really need, then I don't think that you're allowed to complain that the food is expensive. Uh, because yeah, you know, because you, have in- mon- you, you put your money somewhere else. Yeah, you're investing. Uh. It's just how you prioritize because you're investing in your health and other people's health by selecting good good uh, food. Mm, mm. But I understand if it is expensive, if you cannot afford your rent and food, then you can say it. Mm. But these privileged people, which most of the people in Sweden are, Shut it and mm. read a bit. Educate yourself and see. I understand it because we 
so many people lack the knowledge. But um, if more people would do, like we have just like to change the system somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, but today these leaders of like Ica, Copenhagen, Swood, some of them get death threats and have to have lifeguards because people are so angry with ah. that they raise their prices. Yeah. And that's also wrong. Come on, we cannot solve all the issues with violence. Mm. Can people just like act a bit friendly and we have to speak with each other yeah, and you yeah, know, yeah. do solutions. Yeah. But in the format then we have selected to, like we're going to speak with those and do probably like collaboration of how we can help them to do better promotions okay. and how we can help them change what's on the shelf. But we have to become strong enough. You know, we're super, a super small organization. How many we, are you? We are a working board of seven people. We're two persons full-time employed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a small, uh, like some people half-time okay. uh, in projects. Mm. So we're still like so early stage. We've just been existing two and a half year, you know. Yeah. So uh, this is like we're still understanding what we're going to do and in the very best way to do it. And we're so open for collaborations. But to affect the big players and these like big industries, we have to become stronger before. Also. And also have the resources, you know. We also have like a network with 17 volunteer, 70 volunteers. 70. Yeah. That's so good. people uh, and it's many people writing to us and want to engage. But now we don't have the resources to yeah. take care of people. Yeah. But you yeah. tell me about the kitchen. Like, is it something physical? Yeah. Is it like a it's room? It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's an infrastructure. So, mm-hmm. so imagine like, uh, take, for example, I think it's a great example in California. Then they have like these commercial kitchens mm-hmm. because many people want to be involved in doing food and catering and stuff. But we don't have the infrastructure for making people doing that because you need to have a kitchen, which yeah. is like uh, confirmed by the uh, public agencies. Okay. So, for example, say that I want to develop a chili sauce. I have grown some chili. I want to do this chili sauce. Then I cannot do it with today's infrastructure. But if we have like this public kitchen, Mm. which has all the improvements, then I can go there, do my chili sauce and start to sell it, you know. Ah. So this would allow people to have a place and also organizations take, for example, the Kurdish Förening, like Mm. organization. They want to raise money for something. Yeah. And have like uh, two tons of apples <laughs> in their gardens. Yeah. Then they can use those apples and produce something like big uh, apple pie and sell mm. it and use that kitchen. Okay. So that could be an income source for different kind of actors within the society. Those kitchens could also um, be educational. They could be sometimes as uh, uh, like they can host a program that we have like cooking classes uh, mm. like uh, every morning for kids yeah. so it can be you know that on Sundays uh, uh, it's a program where you can come and do your lunch boxes as a group uh, uh, I would need that like I would love to do that if you unite 10 people on a Sunday you yeah. prepare lunch boxes switch Together. with each other uh. and then you have it for the rest of the week because I hate to go out to lunch restaurants I hate mm. it I hate mm. it so uh, it's yeah. it's a physical kitchen yeah and so for community yeah. how is it big how big is it i would say it's uh, depending on where you put it up so okay. we, we have only been prototyping and yes, developing it. this mm. and uh, we have been working at, uh, towards Yerva uh, because there we see a big potential due to i think you know like this uh, commercial uh, uh, food system we're gonna knock it out with this okay and then it's like so much cooler to do it with all these amazing people in the food yeah. culture that really need it and we can see like big impact of it mm-hmm. that's like high impact long term you know okay. if it we, we, if we would start to do it in Danderyd where they have like better health and so on then it would be like so easy to do it but I think like by doing this we get a much richer concept mm. 
But when we got this money from Vinova, I had never heard the word process. You know, I come from the underground world. Like my mm-hmm. friends, they kick up a festival for a thousand or thousand of people in a day. You know, like you come up with an idea and the next day it's you done. Do it. yeah. uh, so when we got this Vinova money, I was just like, fuck yes, now we're going to open 10 district kitchens. <laughs> I was so happy. I was just finally, yeah, now, now, now it's time, yeah. But Johan, he was not like a project leader. He was a process leader. And I was just like, have like, you written what is uh, wrong? Like, is it, I, I was just like, because like, when I read something, I just yeah. read it and it kind of looks the same, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he was just like, no, 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 Olga, I'm a process leader. I was just like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> what is please? process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I understood. And he was just like, Olga, we're not going to open one single place this 18 months. I was just like, what? "What?" (laughs) He was just like, you're going to just prototype and process and understand what this kind of place can be. (laughs) And, you know, I was crying for three weeks. (laughs) I was just like, I never want to have money again. Like, I hate it. I hate it. And, you know. This process was just a big fucking headache with uh, bureaucracy that came up between uh, the coming up with the idea and it's done. Uh, so for me personally, it has been horrible in one way because... Yeah, you need like going very slow. Yeah, I sit in like many talks and group talks. Like, it's just like I'm not made for having like that big timelines, you know, like I've been dying so many times. So months of suffering. Yeah, but it has also been like one of the coolest things I have done. You know, like last year we hosted an event uh, on Eggbygård, which mm-hmm. is uh, a house in the middle of Järvafältet. Yeah. So we had like a reformatting conference where we had like five uh, different hours where we were discussing different steering documents and how they go against each other. So uh. the first hour was global perspective. The next one was European. Then it was national. Then it was regional. Then it was local. Yeah, and yeah, then we were yeah. looking at all these different uh, perspectives. And then on the other side of the uh, uh, room, we had like different possibilities with walls. Like what kind of food do people uh. want to see served here? Okay. And then in the evening... It was like uh, Ramadan, so it was like iftar, and yeah, we were yeah. breaking the fasting in the evening. Together, yeah. So we had a dinner for 150 people, um, and we had like five different food cultures cooking the food on the uh, produce that we were selecting. Ah. So Mustafa Satara is such a cool guy. He has something called the, the Farouch Entrepreneur. Okay. His sister, and they're from Syria, the, he, she was one of, that was cooking the food. Then it was Ayan from Somalia, mm. Rukaya from Bangladesh, my mother from Finland, uh, and then uh, Patricia that comes from uh, USA. Yeah. So these five uh, women were cooking the food on this produce. And like at one point, these, all these like men were standing and praying on the stage. Yeah. And we had like top researchers <laughs> and families with many kids. It's a nice diversity. Fa- it was such a cool event. It yeah. was magic in yeah, the air. Yeah, like I yeah. goosebumps by speaking <laughs> of it, you know, like... The, you never know what's going to happen. You know, we were standing with a ruta bag and speaking about what you can do with it. And some people have never seen it. And we're just yeah. like food unite people, food raise the quality true. of life. That's true. That's yeah. true. So, mm. so what do you, what is the next for reformat and what do yeah. you want to do? Is it like uh, create this kind of 
yeah. community public kitchen in each area or how is it yes, going to we be? Yes, we for sure want to develop that with mm-hmm. the people that want to be a part and develop that um, because we need all that. Like this is such a complex thing we are doing so we don't have the perfect answer. We need to align with people that have the it's same passion. It's a process. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Now when I go into meeting, uh, I'm just like, we could be the process leaders. <laughs> I just want to kill myself sometime. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, we just got accepted into a big EU project uh, that is about like transforming food environments. Nice. And then it was actually, thank you. Good job. Then it was actually 350 people, uh, projects applying, and we were the ones that got it in Europe. So that's wow. like super cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's about like the headline is it's not easy to eat right in Stockholm because ah. uh, so we're going to mobilize different stakeholders in Stockholm and try to work with the food environment, how to we can mm. change that mm. as soon as possible. That is one project that is up uh, and we... Then we have done, like, uh, we are involved in different applications and I don't know if they're official or not, so I don't dare to say something to fuck it up. <laughs> but that's more like a collaboration with different research, big research institutions. Yes. And one, without mentioning anyone, I can say, like, it's a global research project mm-hmm. um, and it's about, it's like, high, middle, and low-income countries. Mm. Uh, so it's like Sweden, South Africa, and Ghana. And uh, we don't know if we're going to get this application or not, but I really hope so. Hopefully, and I think yes. we got a good chance. Mm-hmm. And that's about how different interventions, uh, physical interventions yeah. that you yeah. can see, can uh, uh, prevent uh, non-communicable diseases mm. and uh, how uh, interventions can uh, like uh, transform different food environments. Yeah, yeah. So if we would get this, then we could uh, research Hopefully. of how this pleases yeah. because we only want to drive research proven uh, solutions. Of course. So that would be oh, so cool <laughs> if we would get that. But then we want to put up a first place and collaborate with different stakeholders. Maybe like, yeah, I think we want, I uh, pitch it like in a format then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work within the current food system and try to lobby and do that as least bad as possible as soon as possible. Yeah. But this with the district kitchen is building up new infrastructure on uh, other uh, business and organization models, decentralized, way more influence. Mm. Communities taking over the food, the, like the control over nutrition, yeah. I would say. It's more also like spreading awareness, raising yeah. awareness yeah, about yeah, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. system, the food. Yeah, and so many people working with this, you know, if we can like create change on an individual level and infrastructure mm-hmm. level. But then on the other side, like we have been working, uh, we have something called like a mat barometer, like a food. Uh, it's a survey uh, that we go out each year to the different political parties okay. and uh, map what kind of implement like uh, re- uh, science-based uh, mm. steering methods uh, okay. they are against or for yeah yeah to be able to see the landscape of what is going to be do mm. be done on a political level and i can say you absolutely nothing <laughs> <laughs> two years in a row like <laughs> no political uh, party there to do this uh, uh, due to that it is uncomfortable uh, mm. choice it says in the short term and there's issues with the political system they want to just be elected next year uh, or next time it is mm. election so mm. they don't do, dare to do what is actually mm. needed to be done mm. But also 
I'm so sad about how you frame this uh, transformation towards a sustainable society we have to do, mm. because it's actually way more attractive than the old uh, lifestyle. You know, like so many people are depressed in today's society. So many people sit lonely. So many people don't find meaning in life. Mm. And by working with food, you create meaning. You become healthier. You see life from a different perspective. Yeah. You help others. And people feel good with helping and, you know, being part of something that is a change. Yeah. So here I think we have to re-label, do a new labeling for the transformation and say that it's going to be more fun, tasting something we do together. Mm. And I want to add something that is maybe a distur- uh, disturbing thought. <laughs> <laughs> I love to like mess with people's brains. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit tired of this uh, global sustainability goals. <laughs> the 17? Yeah, the 17, because okay. they are so big and complex. And you know, like you have these 17 goals. Yeah. And you have 169 part goals. Yeah. And uh, today it works like, you know, companies and organizations, they choose to report on one of them and mm. don't uh, look on the thing that everything is interconnected and linked together. So they choose one and then they say, oh, look at us, we're so good with this. And then they fuck up the rest. (laughs) And you know, we don't have time for that. That's too complex. So everyone just go around with their little bottom with this colorful rainbow and yeah, oh, I'm so sustainable. And just like, yeah. I understand it's super good that we have something and it's good, Mm -hmm. but I like a framework that is called One Health. One Health? And that's, you know, like it's uh, three circles. Mm. It's like uh, the health of the nature, plants and ecosystem and so, uh, yeah, plants. Then it's uh, one circle is health of the animals. Okay. And then one circle, there's health of the humans. Mm. So uh, everything living. And that in the middle, then you reach one health as the the meeting point. And the circle around them, that's the ecosystem. Mm. So by using this framework instead and looking, okay, wh- how is this solution affecting these three circles? Mm. Then I think it become way more holistic. Uh, and we don't have time to deal in silos anymore. Like we cannot do that. You know, we are fucking running out of time. Mm. And if people think it's chaotic on the world now with different epidemics going and blah, blah. <laughs> Wait and see. <laughs> this is just like, uh, yeah. yeah. A very yeah. short. Olga, tell me, tell me, like, what can we as planners and architects uh, work with this topic yeah. when we design? What should we, how should we design? I would say, like, get, uh, I would say, first, you always have to involve the local community. Uh, so if you want to develop an area, find out the different key stakeholders, mm. independent one, not the commercial ones, ask the community, get to know the neighbors, yeah. like what do people want, what do they need? Mm. That's the most important, that you need to have ownership from it, that the people that have, like, they they know like what they want and need, yeah. but then people need help with the knowledge so first of all i would say that educate yourself get to know the food's impact and role that it can have mm. as a planner I, and yeah, architect yeah, 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 read yeah, more yeah. Yeah. both for for yourself but also for your industry like yeah. what kind of you need to know the landscape and the uh, and the, what's going on then like create possibilities for, for people to live in a positive way. Like how, like all our cities has to become greener. So it's really good with the urban farming and so on. Mm-hmm. But it's, I would say also uh, uh, extremely important that the food that is 
maybe like create a framework that the food that you let into your uh, houses and, and uh, neighborhoods should be food that comes from healthy soils and landscapes that feel good. Mm. Like I think this to create um, a way between the the uh, city and the countryside okay. and some kind of big bridges. Mm. Do so your your spaces allow people to interact and live their life in a positive way mm. Mm. and. Uh, save space for the green areas like we have to have a way greener lifestyle mm, mm. and just by letting people have a garden they can start to grow something you know so i think that instead of giving fish to people teach them how to fish okay you know like make them independent get ownership and mm. and see that you have an extreme possibility and with possibilities then it comes uh, responsibilities and it's power you know like mm. with your profession you can create you can do so people can live a healthy and sustainable life yeah yeah and you know like you create their post like mm. their structure for life yeah. so educating get involved with an organization like ours we really want to work with real estate mm. agencies and also sorry like but, but these real estate owners they are fucking rich so <laughs> <laughs> you should also pay for this i have to say <laughs> because Long term, you will, you will, because today, you know, you have these quarter reports and that's only on the financial, like how much profit did we do? Mm. Sustainability, the the word is like three dimensions, social, ecologic and financial. So I think we should start to do like these quarterly reports on growth in organic matters in ah. social matters and economic matters and the okay. companies so that not start, only economic no 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 so the companies that start to do that first they are of course going to beat the ones yeah. the others so take your role as leaders you know mm. this is so fucking fun and tasty and nice so by doing this you you like it's a journey it's a process mm, 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 <laughs> so take the role uh, yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it is about providing a space yeah. for greenery, like for yeah. farming, for, for I don't know. Po- cooking possibilities. Yeah. You know, like before everyone uh, or like many people, you had this like laundry structure yeah. in the bottom of the house. Yeah. What if the, you would do like a mega uh, food storage instead mm. that you put in like two kilos of lentils, how would that affect the health in the house? Because okay. we were playing with the terms, like how would like a, like a stadsdelskök, so like a, a community, kitchen. Yeah, community kitchen, but more on a city level, uh-huh. be, so that is one size. And what could those kind, like a, a smaller kitchen that is just for heating up food be in mm. like another house? And how could the bigger kitchen okay. be working with like washing, because food is also complex. So like, for example, when it comes in a lot of dirty potatoes, yeah. then you need to have some facilities. Facilities to, yeah. to wash yeah, it to and wash make it. it. So uh... how could like a regional kitchen look? Uh... So how can we build So the... it's like more introducing these functions on the different yeah. scales. Yeah, From exactly. regional, city, yeah. uh, community. Exactly. It's okay, like... like more kitchen food oriented function exactly. space. Exactly. And also put demands on the commercial actors that you let into your houses. Say mm. to the restaurants that they have to have a certain uh, uh, quality of the food. Or like, say to the super bad markets that they have to have provide a certain amount of uh, uh, organic. And uh, do you know what? Say that forbid commercials that is shit towards the, uh, the public. Mm. 
it was so interesting. I was in a panel discussion. Then it was like the Heart and Lung Foundation uh, did a report together with UNICEF. Mm. Uh, Stefan, you know. Yes, uh, oh, <laughs> he's Stefan. amazing. I love Stefan. Yeah, he's been so, so involved in everything we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, then it was like four different schools that was participating. And it was the children that did this uh, uh, research or they were going around the school with their phones and taking photos of everything they were uh, seeing. So mm. commercial and what kind of food that was in uh, in their area. Yeah. Of course, like uh, I think it was 90-95% was shit. Um, like non-sustainable, non-healthy. Mm, mm. Uh, and then this was released during some panel discussions. And uh, uh, and it's also this with multi-buys that uh, people are really pushed to buy this shitty food. Like buy mm. three cokes for four, or yeah. Yeah, some deal. Yeah, some deal. And then it was one panel discussion with some kids. Yeah. And, they, and uh, Stefan were doing the interviews. And one girl, she was just like, oh, we have to shape up and do better. And Stefan was just like, who has to shape up and do better? <sighs> and she was just like, we kids, we have to eat better. And I was just like, I, my blood were just freezing. <laughs> I was just like almost starting to cry. And then it was my panel discussion yeah. afterwards. And then it was Annika St- Solström, great person. Mm. She's like the general director of uh, Livsmedelsverket. Okay. Love her. And then it was Karin Tegnell or something. Uh, and she's the, the general director of Folkhälsomyndigheten. Sen det var Karin Brynell and she's like uh, head of dagligvaruhandeln, this mm. lobbyist organization I told you about. And Jimmy he's like livsmedelsföretagen, that's lobby organization we talked about. So we were going to speak about this report. And in the, the report some kid has stated, oh, commercial they are like trees, we don't think about it, they are just there. Uh, and you know you get so yeah, affected yeah, yeah, by it unconsciously. Yeah. So I started my presentation with that I hope that Every grown-up in the room heard that these kids put the responsibility of their shitty health on their shoulders when it's mm, us grown-ups that yeah. are responsible and create their reality. Mm. And I got so angry, you know, like I just yeah. wanted to like, okay, I should not hit someone, <laughs> not good with violence, but you know, I get so angry and yeah, sad that yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. truth. It's very sad. And then, you know, like... Uh, of course, I'm always aligning with the public agencies because they say the same thing just with yeah. another language and the same with the researchers. Yeah. I just repeat what researchers say. Mm. I don't say something radical. Everything I say is like actually based. Yeah, on. it's like facts mm. and how mm. it is. Mm. And then I maybe spice it up with my stuff, you know, <laughs> uh, but I cannot. I'm, I'm just who I am. I understand. Uh, but then this guy from Lismias Vertagen, he was just like, but the industry do good things. We're, for example, done lentils chips. So mm. developed a new product in the category of ships, cool. like expanding <laughs> the shelves of the ships. One and more. I, yeah, I was just like, yeah, great solutions. Do more products, expand the shelves of the ships. Great solution <laughs> for the obesity. Uh, you know, like, do you understand yeah, where we yeah, are? Yeah, yeah. We are in emergency mm, state. Mm. No one want to take responsibilities. Yeah. So we have to collaborate, everyone. Like, and, and if you don't care for the future for yourself because you're going to be dead, do it for your kids and do it for the people because it's a privilege to say, like, oh, we do it for the future. No, people are suffering this no. very second. Yeah, yeah. Like now, today, in Sweden, in Europe, mm. in the world, like everyone that is privileged should take a responsibility and fucking act. Yeah. Uh, and... And... 
Oh, I forgot was something important. <laughs> I can ask you the question yeah. about how can we, I mean, like, can cities help in uh, yeah. producing food? If yes, how? Yeah, uh, cities have a, a super, super important role to play here, I think. Mm. Uh, cities, but it's like how you plan a city, like what kind of a thing you give space to. Mm. And either you have a healthy city, which creates space for a healthy living, healthy and sustainable living, or you just do big gallerias and shopping malls. You know, it's it's actually not that hard. Uh, mm. It's just like to expand your thoughts a bit. And it's so many other cities that have been that are developing in a good way. You have like, within the C40, oh, okay, this is actually interesting. I have to add it. Tell me. Uh, so I was in a workshop in, in Stadshuset, like the city hall. city hall in Stockholm, because they are going to do a new environment, like a uh, milieu program, like an environmental program for the yeah. city. Yeah. And then you have like one program it, that is about uh, uh, biodiversity and one that is about the climate and one that is about the public health and Good. blah, 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 so on. The word, the word food environment was not mentioned once, even though a transformation of the food environment has sold them all. Mm. So you're working on this on a national level. Yeah. Not city on level. a city level. Mm. So... The, we, our society is so complex, so people are not aware about everything that is mm, going on. Mm. So we have to create these arenas, even though like the reference groups, uh, there is a lot of real estate companies within the reference group that look at yeah. each program, but not acting. Still, yeah, no one in this in that room knew the word food environment. Mm. You understand? I understand you. So tell me, like, let's say to to contribute to the solution of the food problem we have. Yeah. How, what can we do in cities? Like, what do we need? Like, do I need a, a large farm or what do I need to put in my city in order to contribute to the solutions? I would say, first, yeah, create as much uh, as sustainable food production as possible. Which means, like, I need to put farms farm or factories. Would be amazing. I would okay. see, I could totally see that happening to get more like uh, farms or letting out like roofs for something. We have to get as least and de in, uh, dependent on the global uh, industrial food system as fast as possible to just okay. to more local space. farm to the yeah, yeah, yeah. city instead of you know like it's uh, this um, uh, s uh, markets that is for people that don't earn so much money mm -hmm. so instead of giving people the right to shop in this market give them a garden and grow their own food you know okay. please and then also like save all the green areas that is possible. Yes. We have to have a green and living mm -hmm. city. Mm -hmm. And also like when you plan new, uh, uh, new parts of town, create possibilities for people to grow their own food uh. Uh, because that is a, a value of their life and other people's life. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then also, yeah, we have to have these green areas. It's super important for our well-being, just uh, physical and mentally. Mm -hmm. and, we, and not only let it out to commercial actors. So if we find a way to measure uh, the impact that our industries do to the social and uh, or ecologic questions, then it will be way different. Yeah. What do you think about the, this uh, vertical farming and so on? Is it a good idea? Is it healthy, sustainable? Like no. it's uh, better than fertilized. Like the, the indoors yeah, farming. Yeah, I and, know. Yeah. Like everything that doesn't destroy the few soils we have left, I would say is good. But it's not the solution. You know, sometimes uh, uh, people can be blind and just see like, oh, it's green on the wall. We have sold it. No, our landscapes are destroyed. We have to repair them. Because so just by 
that is, you know, like taking alvedon for cancer. Like, you know, no, not, uh, like it's not preventing uh, the, the disaster that this uh, problem is gonna uh, cause, but mm. it's a bit making us less dependent. So it's it's contributing somehow to the solution. Yeah, but sometimes when you do this thing, that can take away the the focus on solving the on real the, issues. The real, the real so it's like a nice little spice. Mm. Cool that you do it, but this other thing that I'm speaking about extremely much more yeah. impact. So let's say because now we like. Talking city-wise, giving... research. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Found research, as, like collaborate with research uh, yeah. institute. We have to of research course, yeah. and we do that. Like, okay, what happens if we put up a district kitchen and only use produce that is coming from healthy soils? Mm. How much more carbon do we store? Uh, okay, and if we take this produce, how many broken ecosystems do we repair? Yeah. How many lives do we save? So I would say start to research immediately how cities and yeah. uh, and the infrastructure that you provide for your citizens can mm. can mm. improve life yeah. and yeah. contribute to a sustainable world. Yeah, of course, yeah. it's very important. Yeah. And uh, back to this point, like we, we are giving more, making more space in the yeah. buildings for yeah. vertical farming. Yeah. Because like they don't need like a sun uh, light. No. It's, everything is indoor. I don't know the nutrition of that, I have to say. Like nutrition wise, if, because okay. nutrition come from soils. So I would love it. Some of them, there is no, I, I guess there is no soil at all. Something. No. Maybe there's some technology maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I don't, I don't, but I don't know. know like, and it's also honest. really funny this like food tech world that we are developing. Yeah. Food tech have you know extremely much money. Like people just <laughs> throw food and uh, throw money in that. <laughs> so uh, someone should also research mm, that mm, because mm, I cannot mm. like I cannot uh, see something as I don't have the knowledge. Yeah. But I would say more also bring in uh, positive food in yeah, your venues yeah, yeah. and create spaces. Like, you know, people love to have events, create a possibility yeah, yeah. for people to have cooking events where they cook together. Mm. So this big uh, office that we're in now, if you would do like an event space and you yeah. take the, the amazing chefs and farmers uh, and uh, and do this like Friday after works, we're yes. going to do like, uh, uh, yeah. Cooking together or yeah. food talk. Yeah, because or... we have really, yeah, food talks and, you know, we have really experienced that when you have one conversation with a person and it's not food involved, like cooking or eating, then you get one quality of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. But if you do it with the food and cooking, then yeah. you come way deeper immediately. Yeah, it's yeah. like this relationship building. I love to ask you because next week we have a, an event yeah. and they are going to talk about uh 3d printed uh, <laughs> so this, much fun. Uh, mm. uh, this i don't know like uh, what do you call it not 3d print like printed food something like this uh do, do you know but there is like yeah. something coming like you produce food it and Gustav? it's like Gustav, yeah, like uh, i don't know like you produce something <laughs> of mm. um you yeah, produce you something like you let's say yeah like yeah. You, you produce like a uh, chicken Meat, but yeah. it's not chicken. Like, I don't yeah, know, like yeah, something yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will attend this and, and no more next this week. This is the food take world. Tell me. <laughs> Please ask them how the research is looking, how that is going to affect the public health long term. So healthy, okay. Mm. Yeah, because we have not done research. Like this is pretty new. Yeah, it's what, super new. Yeah. What if like everyone that it is is gonna get cancer in five years? Ha <laughs> ha. Mm. You know, like we mm. don't have the research of what's happening to the bodies. We should not eat a lot of processed food. That we know for sure. Like those Pro processed that... food is the food 
that is printed by 3D printer. Okay, the one I'm going <laughs> you know, to like, eat. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck it. You, this is a no-brainer, actually. Like, they just eat normal food. What the fuck? <laughs> See, tell them that from me, actually. <laughs> so you think? <laughs> so you think that instead of solving, like instead of doing like 3D or yeah, vertical, we, we should solutions. solve our uh, yeah, our landscape. That, yeah, and soil. yeah, yeah. Soil health. I would say like the two most important words in this. It's like no three. Soil health, nutrition, and uh, uh, food environments. Mm. Like that is what we have to focus on and yeah. holistic solutions. Because, yeah, yeah, super fun with this 3D printed meat that some philanthropy can throw money on and be like, oh, I'm saving the climate. Mm. But you're fucking someone's health and you're <sighs> not contributing to good soil. Mm. So, you know... <sighs> I don't know what to yeah. say. It's so complex. A lot more yeah. research needs to be done. More research in, in because what field. if this is going to be super bad? Mm. Uh, and so much money, you know, like take just the, I think that the food industry will develop the same as the tobacco industries. Like okay. it was so much lobby work yeah, done to yeah. stop the, for uh, like how you for, mm. uh, forbid the tobacco and uh, so on. Uh, so I think like it's going to be the same thing and we're going to see pushback from the industry. Mm. And the industry, you know, they are really like pressing the politicians. For example, now in the Nordic countries, they're going to come out with a new Nordic nutrition recommendation. Mm. So that's like that's a framework. Good, no? Yeah, but that's come out the eighth or tenth year. And that's like a, huh. uh, something that is on the Nordic level. Then to transform it into Kostrod, like dietary guidelines, you do it on a national level. Mm. And uh, now like they're going to lower it, uh, lower the amount of red meat from 500 to 350 grams. Per you week know, or uh, per what? Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. But now the researchers get the uh, death threats uh, mm. from the from uh, ah, the meat lobby okay, uh, yeah. because uh, that's not good for their. But you know, like I think, like in a while, we're gonna look back uh, at the commercials and be like, Haha, <laughs> "Yeah, exactly." Look how stupid we were. We thought that it was good, <laughs> and we're gonna be. Like, I mean, we are doing it now, yeah, no? Like yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then also we're gonna be looking back and just like. I think industrial animal farming, that's like, first of all, uh, uh, like non-organic meat, like just from the point of view that it's fucking mean to the animals, you know, like Mm. to keep like... You mean like animal farming? Yeah, animal, industrial animal farming. It's disgusting. And and that's, you know, like a big source of the uh, uh, pandemics we have. That's, you know, our relationship to this, Mm. you know, uh, mad cow disease, uh, chicken flu or bird flu or like all of this, you know, even Corona disease come from markets where animals are, you know. So... Two good episodes on Vietnamskops, uh, uh, like a Vietnamskops uh, TV show about this. Yeah. But uh, it's not the resilient way of having mm, food mm, uh, mm. Uh, the production. But then we're going to look back because just of an ethnical and uh, moral uh, point of view, how mean is it to keep these animals in these mm. houses? Like it's disgusting. It was this reportage on on the news some years ago in Sweden, where it was a few persons that have been mishandled, uh, found beating uh, some yeah, chickens yeah, outside yeah. one of uh, these big warehouse. Like what? yeah. And then they were filming like these chickens, like these crazy people, like uh, hitting these uh, chickens. And then the next clip was them filming in this big hall, no light, and like maybe two million chickens. Wow. And I was just like, who 
what is yeah, the most like where, where, violent? Yeah. The thing, the the lucky bastard they get to die mm. immediately, or the two million poor chickens that are inside this. That's you so know. Sad. We live in such a crazy world, but we're going to wake up from this because when we, we do that, to. yeah, life is going to be so much more mm. tasty and fun yeah, for yeah. everyone. So I have a question uh, to close the city topic. Yeah. What should we as urban planners stop doing when we plan cities? Let uh, McDonald's and all this shitty uh, food uh, processing into the city or put demand them to do it uh, healthy and sustainable. Mm. Yeah. You mean like they're... they're their food yeah, production. That you we, we, as, a planners, we, as a planners, we cannot control the what they. But we give the, the planner like we give a space. Yeah, but for example, like but don't let in players that is not good for the people mm. and the planet. So like, we just, put like the healthy food criteria yeah, like or healthy food production. Communities and organizations that mm. would like to do that because it's so many people that want to cook and eat and have events. So you what, can... what if what if what if the people tells that no, give me the. These McDonald's. Restaurants. Yeah. I mean, not only yeah, McDonald's. Many, now we're saying McDonald's because it's super yeah, famous. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. say like these rest famous Be, restaurants yeah, of yeah, yeah. fast food restaurants. Yeah, fast food restaurants, we can say. Um, then I would say that, of course, people want that because they, they are. They only know this. Yeah. And also, you know, people are what it's inside those processed meals people get addicted to. People are addicted <laughs> to salt, fat and sugar right now. So people would say that, oh, I want McDonald's. It's not that people don't want it. They're addicted to it. But when people get the knowledge and yeah, create an event and do your Big Mac burger event and we mm, do it with mm. good farmers and good mm. chefs because it's so many farmers and good chefs that would do that. And you know, like, it's not that we have to stop to eat burgers. It's like we have to eat better burgers. Mm. Yeah, mm. because like I, I work a lot with communities as yeah. urban planners. Yeah. And when we talk in between the talks, I ask about, okay, what do you think make this area livable? Yeah. And they tell me a fast, food restaurant yeah. you know like mm -hmm. this and this and this and this yeah and i say why because like yeah it's they give us food, food fast and we sit with the friends yeah. and so on so people actually it, this is the dream for them yeah, yeah. for small kids as well yeah. is, is like give me this fast fast yeah. food chain yeah because we live in that kind of society mm. but we have to change that and you know by doing an event and uh, instead like okay now we have to like create a feast. The yeah. first thing you do, create a party where you do mm. this food and people get to taste it. You cannot only like ask, you have to get people to experience. Yeah, give because, them the show them the option, yeah. the other option. Yeah, mm. exactly. Because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So uh, you have to like do these activities together and explore. Mm. And you can never come from a top and say, it's going to be like this. Mm. That you can do to the politician and the industry. But to the people, you have always tried to invite together them. Together with them. You have yeah. to do it. And you have to explore it together yeah. and do this yeah. process together. So for you, let's say, if these fast food chains yeah. uh, fix their way of production, the way of they are doing hamburger or yeah. the, the food production, is it still fine to have, to give them a space in the city? I would say, like, uh, oof, they have to develop a lot. Like, it's not one place that have an mm. organic... Yeah. Uh, burger. But in the dream world. Yeah, like a dream scenario uh, or utopia. I would say like uh, the world is has gone down. 
before this is <laughs> but try it. it would be super interesting yeah. if you would get one of them to do it that's good mm. would pu- uh, push yeah. and nudge the whole market mm. and i just like just like organic swedish fries on one of these places would be so interesting to see mm. yeah but i have a dream to actually do that but that's the yes thing. so uh, the second question or the last yeah. question about the city what should we as urban planners learn as a skill yeah skills what should we develop for us for me uh the knowledge about food's impact on the world on the mm. on the landscape on the climate on the public mm. health like this is just the beginning of a really big shift yeah and you can play a huge role and uh, speed up this transformation yeah. and make people not suffer today yeah so i would say educate education, yourself yes, and yes. it's so important that you get a, a holistic education and independent mm. because if like you know we have something called orkla in sweden which is like a big Uh, big uh, and they have something called Orkla Solutions and uh, okay. they do like these uh, lessons mm-hmm. but you know like oh super cool except from that you don't have anything healthy in your whole assortment you know uh. yeah so then it becomes like a bit hypocrite that they should teach about sustainability but they don't have sustainability yeah yeah, yeah so uh, yeah and collaborate with researchers yeah I, I I told people that I'm going to interview you and they send the question also like is uh. it Is it going to save the world if I be a, a vegan or eat vegetarian food? Is this a solution to what? Can you can you yeah. you you're talking about raise awareness, educate? Can yeah. you tell me your perspective on this? Yeah, like it's really good that you do what you can on an individual level, but then I would say like. Uh, you have to eat less or like in general population wise we have to eat less meat i don't know how much exactly you eat but the most important is that the thing that you eat no matter if it's vegan vegetarian pescetarian that it's healthy that is sustainable and healthy produced so if you just want to eat salad and beans Yeah, you know, like eat organic ones and bu- build a relationship to the farmer. Mm. And, you know, like that's the most important. Yeah. It's not what you eat, it's how it is produced. Yeah, because mm. now it's a lot of talk. Okay, I don't eat meat and so on. Yeah. At the same time, I get my avocado from Mexico. Yeah. No, not good. So I think I'm doing good, but yeah. in, in reality, no, no, it's not. No, no, because that is not the holistic picture. Mm. It's good because you like it's not cruel to the animals, at least. So mm. it's maybe... Like that depends on what values you have as a person. So it's maybe I understand it from a, like a moral and ethical point of view yeah. to the animals, yeah. but not to the microorganism in the soil mm. and uh, not to the people living in Mexico. So for some uh, like yeah. aspects, it's good, but some others. Yes. Yeah. Before moving to the next section, <laughs> um, it's it's really interesting like to hear all of this. Yeah. Is very new for me. Yeah. You know, and I think. Yeah. All, Also for the for our listeners, like we never had this passionate guest uh, talking this, also using so much bad language. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's really my bad. <laughs> but but, I, but so anyway, I'm, I'm I'm so uh, happy to um, mm. to have you. I I learn a lot now. Like thank you in, in this uh, yeah in this talk. But can you explain, Madame? Because I also want to learn <laughs> when you plan a city or like a district or developing a new area, city planning. Yeah. How do you think about the food? About the food? Yeah. We don't think. You don't think. Like to be yeah. to be honest, yeah. like yeah. Th- this is like of course I'm not involved in every single project in every single cities and so on, but usually like um cities define their needs and if on their agenda to give something f- to the farming, they will plan it. 
Mm. But usually we don't include this farming in cities. No. This is out of the city, uh, the countryside and so on, mm. rural area and so mm. on. But city-wise, we think about like buildings. Yeah. Uh, maybe, okay, parks, like a green areas, but not for production. <laughs> it's mostly like building, roads, and mm. uh, other function, more like entertainment and, and so on. But mostly to the buildings, so we like because the city sell the mar the mark uh, the um, the, la the, the, the land, yeah. uh, mm. so they can get money, and the one who is buying it maximize the building area, so they can rent it out and generate money. Uh, so not so much thinking of how do we produce food. No, but like for example, just like park, you can have eatable parks. We put like apple we, trees. We, we talk. We talked about this, nice. uh, and in there is. Uh, it's actually not so much nice what is going to happen because we are moving toward not having a parks with eatable fruits because Why? of the it's cost a lot to the city to maintain this to take care of the trees to collect uh, fruit it's i know it's, it's like super annoying and stupid but in the end it's a question of money like cities they don't want to put money on the maintenance uh, aspect yeah but in yeah. But you know, like you yeah. could let that yeah. out to communities. Yeah. Communities would do it for free and they get their food. And this is what we are afraid of doing, like creating Why? this model of involving community because we don't want to give people control. We want to control. That's not kind. Uh, of course not kind, but in <laughs> the end it's, it's like less headache and less, you know, we're saving yeah, money. Just, and Or you just like maybe can employ someone that would be uh, like taking care of that no, from like your other, own. Like I, I guess community will be more than happy, you know, like this yeah. association will be happy to take care of yeah. this. But like it's it's not existing in some cities agenda that we involve community in making decisions. It's I know it's yeah. it's it's sad reality yeah, and yeah, yeah. very I don't old. know so much about these areas, yeah. so I think it's super fun to learn. Yeah, so it's it's a way of planning, of controlling, is that only cities should take care of and control. We yeah. don't want to involve communities so much and it's very sad. Yeah. It's happening like but it's not in the scale that's gonna be some change you know but do you think that could change or is it like regulations or interest no or... no of course it's, it's not a big deal like to to no. to tell us to create association or to no. invite association and tell them okay community yeah what we have want? this park how yeah, can we, we what shall we plan how can we take care of this uh, mm. school preschool can you be part of this you know kids like school it's, gardens it's, it's not I a big we'll... it's not a big deal to, it's we we are people you know we just yeah. need to sit and talk and say yeah. okay you do this i do this and done but we are so much afraid of doing mistakes and and not believing that we together can do something so we just stick to what we buy the book and yeah. it's only planners who should do that or city should mm. control and that's it but that's like it's, then everything is predictable or it, like this is what you don't like yeah, yeah. City, <laughs> look look like cities let's yeah. say most of the cities and let's say more nordic more swedish yeah they like to predict exactly every single thing is going to happen and not yeah. leaving a space for some spontaneous life this is what makes yeah. our cities so dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also you know like if yeah, i would accept that and respect it if people uh, and everything would be feeling healthy and good yeah but look <laughs> no. where we are it's yeah. going yeah. down yeah. it's yeah. really no, it's really very sad bad. the old guy i was like um, i had a project in an area mm -hmm. and uh, talk with kids 
how should we transform the area, make it yeah. more child friendly? And it's so sad they are suffering from uh, fetma. What do you call it in yeah, English? Obesity. Yeah, because mm. of they don't do activities outdoor. No. There is no space for them. So instead, they have very bad health yeah. or like a physical shape because mm. they cannot like play or exercise yeah. or run. Just just be outside and go or walk. And it's so sad. And it's because the, the how the area was planned and designed. Oh, that's so horrible. Yeah. But I think that each school should have a school garden. You know, like a garden exactly. where the kids can yeah. grow their seeds. They can get involved yeah. in the nature. They can they learn. eat. They can they eat, eat also, comes. Yeah. You know, like I think it's in France, like some kids think that the cow is pink. No purple due to the milk and chocolate. You know, <laughs> like it's sad. Like we're, like it's this is so bad. We uh, and and you know we're probably the same issues here. Yeah. Like we need to get kids out. They have to move. They have to get yes, like yes. a respectful life. Like what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. Just, what are we yeah. like destroying ourselves, our yeah. kids? And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is the planning. It's in the end. It's mm. about like the economical aspect the need yeah, but also um, the economical aspect like if you're gonna have a sick population okay we don't we the oh. thing is we don't see the long term yeah because okay so if you have a, a area now i'm just thinking loud <laughs> if you have area and the population can afford to move there in the beginning then it's going to come this gentrification mm. during time and then people are going to be uh, because poor neighborhood they have worse health uh, yeah. and they and then they're gonna become like uh, have sick notes mm. and earn less money and not be able yeah. to live there they're gonna move out and it's the next area and blah yes. blah 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 so that is gonna cost long term because you need to like renovate new tenants mm. and so on mm. so exactly this is the what that yeah. we don't pay attention to is yeah. like the what's but happening next how, you know? how can you do that how can you force planners and so on to think long term mm. how can you do that yeah it's like so much in i mean like so many different actors in this uh, yeah. first of course the political yeah but the planner it's us yeah, it's about us because not so many people know how to plan. No, or what is it? How is the system works? But it's, so it's it's about us planners, like let's say in the municipality, in the regional level, mm -hmm. national level, come together and say, okay, let's see what research is telling us. Yeah, and we need to change the rules. But the thing is that not we are not really doing it because it's, it takes so much energy and headache, <sighs> and you know, it's it's yeah. about leadership as well. Yeah. But Instead, we just like. Tick, tick, ja. Tick, yeah. Okay, Mustafa. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start a movement for that. <laughs> yeah, plan for. Uh, yeah, plan, plan and like, for. Uh, and then it could be like one health uh, cities movement or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that if people would know, they would not say no of helping when they realize. The, this, if they see the yeah. benefits. Yeah. They they will understand. Okay, yeah. huh? That's why. But you all you are already a leader within Thank what you. you do. So that's why you're also here. Yeah. Like raising this awareness yeah. and, and and redoing stuff. Yeah, I think we get something great going on here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Develop. Reformat. Yeah, because like when people unite, like I think also you know people want to get out of this wheel because people are stressed about what's happening. Yeah. Like just put on the TV and it's yeah. disaster here, disaster there, disaster there. Mm. You know, like people don't want to have a disaster life, but we have to create opportunities for also. people to contribute to yeah. positive yeah. Uh, transformation. Yeah. So by doing that. 
it's just someone that has to do the first step. Exactly. And when and you've then done that, then it's just like... Slow, exactly, bam. slowly, slowly, yeah. slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So uh, are you ready to move to the next section? It's going to be more about you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what motivates you and give you passion to do what you're doing? Like, what is the secret that gives you this energy? Uh, that I love life. I think it's so much fun. Like when I go to bed, then I'm excited for waking up the next day. Ah. I'm almost like, oh, so boring to sleep. <laughs> uh, but I'm, now I've learned how to sleep. It's really important. Okay. Uh, Eight hours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Like I, I wake up at five. I go to bed around 10. Okay, still, this is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But five is very early. No, uh, it's just like I love. <laughs> that's my golden hour, you know. Like uh, uh, when I wake up, I do like you know. First, I do meditation, fifteen minutes. Wow. Uh, then I write my developing journal, like what I'm grateful for, what I want to learn today, and okay, so on. Okay, cool. Uh, then I do like fifteen minutes yoga, and then I'm out in the nature, either running or doing kayaking. Yeah. So I spend one hour in the nature this before the, the city has been waking up ah, every it's morning. So silent, only the birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I love uh, it. Yeah, I love it. You know, yeah, like I yeah. really need this quality time with mm. myself and nature in the morning. Mm. Do you do you do this every day, like writing? I yeah yeah the writing, and then okay. that's my morning thing, and then in oh. the evening, then I have other questions. So I ask myself. Uh, what I've learned today, uh, what am I proud of? Okay. And I'm only write, allowed to write uh, three sentences. Points. Uh -huh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, then I uh, write what was the most fun, uh, what person gave most uh, impressions. And today. then I try. Yeah. Wow. You were probably going to be the one today. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> or you, yeah, if not something major happened. Don't meet, today. Don't meet anybody. No, no. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> and then I write. Uh, uh, because before I was never happy with what I did. I was just like, oh, this is not enough. This sucks. Yeah, yeah. And then I write like, what the, yeah, uh, what do I uh, take with me from today? Mm. Like, whatever, what is the most important yeah. thing? Yeah. So by doing this reflection, each day becomes so valuable. Yeah, because you, you yeah. see the errors and then you try to correct yeah, them. Yeah, and I learn and I've done mm. so many mistakes, but I never regret something because I've learned something yeah, from like, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Do you do you go back and look on what you wrote, like let's say last month or no, you're doing it day by day and moving on? I do sometimes. I do. Uh, I want to get better to that, like on doing that, going back, back more. and checking. Yeah. Uh, but uh, every day I evaluate like what I did, like because in the morning I write three things that I that I want to have done to be uh, satisfied with the day, and it can be something like uh, I have to have sent those emails. I have to have done this uh, presentation. More like a to do. A to-do list, but but just three points. Okay. And it can also be like things like uh, calling my dad or uh, not canceling this thing. Anything that made me makes yeah. you feel that you contribute for a better world. Yeah, today. for myself, for my surrounding. Yeah. So you know, like when I got my ADHD diagnosis, uh, yeah. because I've been working so much because I really like I could not see why I should uh, relax when so many people suffering and I'm so privileged. Mm. So then I was working too much, too much and of yeah. course I. Had a little breakdown, <laughs> uh, mm. and then I really learned this with like with therapies. So you have this life area. So you have your your profession. Yes. Then you have your health. You have your relationships, and you have your spare time. Uh, so in these four areas, yeah. I always try to plan my week. So some yeah. days is maybe more focused on one day, but yeah. I try to find the balance with this. Mm. And I have my basic rule that is like okay. 
Before I've done this, I cannot do anything because you know this saying that if you not help yourself, you cannot help others. True. So I have this with the sleeping, yes. my journaling, then I have to eat three good meals a day. And three? Then, yeah. Whoa, cool. So like a very, like, I don't eat shit. I eat, I love, but I go out <laughs> to good restaurants and stuff as well. Mm, but yeah. I, I prepare my own food. It comes from healthy soils and, you know, mm, like I'm really like a yes. sucker for quality. Yeah. So three good meals. Uh, and then my working hours. Like I have a small little box at home. Yeah. Uh, so there it says like eight to 18. So after that, <laughs> I put in my digital advices, like yeah. my phone yeah. and, and MacBook Laptop yeah, and, yeah. in there. Uh, because I need to like take it away physically to not like interact ah, you, with it. Okay, cool, cool. I have like this burner phone sometimes in the weekends, you know. Mm. Uh, I'm really, you know, weird. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it is workout. Like if I don't work out, then after I lose six. it. Yeah, okay. no, I do it in the morning. Ah, okay, so yes, I start yes, my yes. day with that. Yeah, so yeah. those five things I do every day. And then uh, out of that, like I create my life. Yeah. yeah. What 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 happened after uh, six? Oh, uh, now I try to not see people every day. Not, uh, not to see people? Yeah, because I need some, like I need to be quiet, you know, like I speak every hour a lot. Uh, uh, so you like know, more like, charging, I calming down. I have so many amazing friends. Like yeah. Yeah, I am really spoiled with that. You know, like in my life, I'm not prioritized to make money. I am prioritized to make relationships. Make That's nice. Uh, and you know, like I cannot have a, a relationship because like I cannot fall in love right now <laughs> because then I'm going to be like everyone else, just like creating kids and not be obsessed, busy with I that. Like in a few years, when I have done like come a bit further, then I want to maybe have many kids. Yeah, when because you feel I the moment, kids, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I am a kid myself. Uh, <laughs> but now I have to focus on what I'm yeah, doing, yeah, so I'm yeah. like protecting myself from uh, from that. Mm. But friend wise, you know, like my, I have so many friends that have amazing restaurants, many good friends that are DJs. Nice. So I have to avoid to do too many <laughs> fun, fun things, and that's so boring because I've been a person that don't say. No, no, and I love to maybe squeeze in two dinners in one in night. One. <laughs> you know, like you love life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to live socializing. Life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What, very privileged yeah. what, what what are what are your hobbies like do you have time for to oh, do something you know like i'm do the running and kayaking this uh, is your hobbies yeah. yeah but then also i like uh, cooking with friends going out mm. to the nature yeah. uh, i love to paint you know holy reformat and and what we do i've been just like drawing on big papers ah, if you come to my place you, you mean get, like uh, sketching yeah, there sketching. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah yeah because uh, I, my head is not compromising with the screen like it's so limited the space and possibilities yes yes so i have to draw you know like <laughs> crazy room, like architects you know. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah 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 and then i love to like yeah just like hang with people and you know yeah. like speak about interesting stuff i like i've got to know so many interesting people that's good like yeah, yeah yeah i think i have the most enjoyable and fun life you can have yeah. because all these people that are engaged in this question i've got to know so many that really care about the world and mm, what they do mm, and mm, mm. for me the most fun is to get to know someone that is nerd within their uh, world area, yeah. Because then I get to learn so much within such a short time. That's true. So I love it, you know. As I've not <laughs> been studying, you know, I have seven point five high school points. I'm not done university. Wait, wait. What do you mean by is it I'm like not a done, uh, university? 
Ah, so like from the one, 180 yeah. points, yeah. you have 7.5. What did you study in there? Yeah, what was I this don't course? Even, like, I, <laughs> it was something with climate change okay. or, or something about, yeah, those do, topics. Do you don't, do you need to study? No. Uh, I mean, I mean, like. But I'm a nerd. I read so many reports. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, you get your knowledge from the research yeah. reading. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you missed the process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, whoa, do you have to do so many hours? <laughs> so my way have been like, I yeah. love shortcuts if they're good shortcuts. Yes, of course. So like when I just like find like a, a top professor within something and I get an hour with him and he yeah. teach me things. and Like the basic uh, fundamental. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Then uh, I understand that, of course, everyone cannot do like this. Uh, yeah, I yeah. understand. Uh, that. This is your life. This yeah. is your perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would not take shortcuts if it was for that I would make mm. economic profit. But I take yeah. shortcut because I know what I do is going to have a lot of impact for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. So therefore, I just say that I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> so that's my way of, you know, like the, uh, uh, I'm just like zigzagging between different yeah. professors and yeah. learn. And I never just like work with people. I often become friends with them because we, that's nice. yeah. And I have friends, you know, from, from like a big professor that are like 70 years old <laughs> uh, to like uh, uh, old, uh, like alcoholic salesman from Berlin. And, you know, like I love to meet it's people diverse, from different yeah, places yeah. of the society. Society. Yeah. like my head needs that is it a lot of uh, revolutionary work that you do now like you need to talk a lot to pitch a lot to convince people a lot or how is it is I, it like yeah. does it take so much of your energy no it gives me energy for this me gives you. I can okay take, like what uh, uh takes energy for me is to see slow processes that should not mm. be slow mm. <laughs> <laughs> which means like basically everything yeah. <laughs> so like uh, uh and that's like a difficulty i'm not uh, uh synchronized with the world's mm. development i'm way too fast in my head you know so um that is uh, taking energy but i get energy by speaking with people and learning things and Amazing. expanding my head Amazing. that's not like energy demanding energy demanding for me is to have like document uh -huh. you need to read like this yeah policy or yeah, documentary it, no no like if it's or? interesting policy document then i love to read it it goes super <laughs> fast and i highlight everything you know <laughs> but if it is about something that i don't find valuable <sighs> i'm really driven by like i think i'm so see through like i'm super easy to read yeah. if it would be like a, a boring report about uh like just money itself i understand that money exists and so on yeah yeah but I find that very boring, you know. <laughs> yeah. What what are, what are you? Something you did that you're so proud of doing it, like in the in your entire career. I would actually say the format huh. because you know it was not easy to start a format and to mm. do that. You mm. know, all these conferences without having a name. Just calling people, calling people, yeah. calling people, convincing. I, mm. Like I was so close to burn down during one and a half year. Uh. You know, I was just crying and crying and just like, okay, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot do this. And, you know, I didn't want to have money from a bad industry. And I got to meet all these like kids in the suburb that didn't have, mm. have food enough and yeah. they were suffering. And, you know, like I get so emotionally involved. Mm. I'm like a see-through, you know. So I, when I see some suffering... I suffer myself. Okay. And then I meet some people that are so privileged and complaining about the prices of the public and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, like to be between all yeah, this different. Yeah. 
that's like it's uh, creates uh, it's very emotional yes. and i have so much emotions mm-hmm. i'm driven by emotions yeah. you know yeah i can see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i hate that people suffer i really really mm-hmm. hate it mm-hmm. just inside our country and in other countries so uh, i would say to create reformaten and reformaten uh, like became something because when i started reformaten i said to myself that I'm going to do this in a crazy way and I know it's going to be uh, eating on my health. I'm going to have to work in a crazy way. I'm not going to be able to go to the mm, parties. I'm not going to be able yeah. to attend dinners. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do the things I used to do. But if I put myself as a private person on a shelf for two years and I take all my time yeah. and energy it, and my yeah. grandmother, she died one week before I started it from Aten. Mm. So I got a, like a, a heritage or what do you call it? Yeah. So I could survive on, on like just paying my rent and afford food for one and a half year. Okay, that's very yeah. good. Yeah. So I said to myself, it's this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that I have Do this it, money. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but it was not much money. It was just so to I could survive. survive. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> but good. I was just yeah. like, okay, so. Me as a private person, I do this one and a half year. And during that year, I'm going to see if this is going to fly or if ah, it's going to uh, fall. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to become a hobby and something, some sweet little thing yes, that is going to yes. go on. Or it's going to become a massive movement. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was just like, I did it in a very crazy way. Like yeah. I've been speaking with the person in the phone, like maybe every 30 minutes. You know, ah, like, so like I have not been a good friend because I've not been there for my yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. I've not been a good family member. I understand you. You prioritize like yeah. this reform. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. But I do it for them, you know, yeah. because I know that, for example, Ruby, mm. my goddaughter, like if she's going to have a world to grow up in, it's not going to be yeah. a world to grow up yeah. in if we don't change this. That's true. So, uh, so that has been like on a on a personal level hard to not mm. be able to be there for yes, the people yes. around me, you know. Yeah. And also, I've not been able to rest them as much as I have to, mm. and you know, these mm. kind of things. So just by making this first uh, very demanding time, yeah. but now we are several people employed, you good, know. It's very good. Yeah. So, so you should really be proud of this. Yeah. Really, really, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I job. am. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And by journaling and stuff, then I become proud of it. And, you know, when we hired Elizabeth, our, uh, uh, like, uh, she's, uh, like, operation manager. Yeah. Uh, she was in the organization two weeks. I was crying every day. Why? Because... I had been waiting for this for, ah, you know, it's two like a dream. years. Yeah. So then when I was so tired and yeah. exhausted, so I was just, you know, like kind of collapsing. And then it was the Swedish election uh, after two weeks that we had worked together. Mm. And then one of our political leaders stand there with this like processed burst in media <laughs> and just like, this is everything that is good for Sweden. <laughs> and then I had the breakdown and I uh, just like, like hit it. the wall yeah. and was gone for for a couple of weeks. Oh, no. Oh, no. uh, but now I am better You're again. Uh, but that was like, I, and I also knew that that would happen. You know, like yes. I knew it when I started it from out, and I was just like, this is going to be crazy, but I have to do it this yeah, crazy way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what a story. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Fucked yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and what, uh, what, what is the thing you did in your career you regret? If you look but back, I don't maybe, regret, maybe um, not regret, but just like, hmm, you'd be like, I will mm. not do it again. Yeah. If... I will not do a commercial for either Jarlsberg or 
or Pogen. Uh, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. And also, you know, like when I was a ki- uh, when I we were doing Mackish, you know, we were like, oh, we're so jet set. We're going to Stockholm for a meeting with Plin. Uh, I thought that was cool to travel with Plin, you know, because that was like big <laughs> business. Ooh, yeah, ooh. Yeah. But, and you know, I was so not aware, okay. and uh, you know, so that I am like. Ah, stupid <laughs> Olga, come on, you were just like burning carbon, you know, mm-hmm. and making people... This is what you knew in that time. Yeah, so and you know, as we were like a yeah. bit like trendsetter, then like you have a responsibility when yeah. you're creating trends and have a power position, then I think that you're obliged mm. to do things mm. in, in a more yeah. uh, positive way. Mm. Uh, so I wish I would have known better and uh, yeah, but I, I did it. This is, yeah. yeah. So if you choose another profession to work with yeah not the one focusing on food and health what would you like to choose to do and why oh work in a kindergarten Ah. i did that before i moved to berlin and that was like my best time because for me you know like when it's fully chaos then my brain relax okay so for me it was just screaming and jumping i didn't have to think about saving the world i was just like hanging with cool kids eating sandwiches playing around (laughs) and you know i get along so good with kids as i'm more like a kid and i love to speak with them it was so fun like because i was into this food and sustainability yeah and I spoke with some kids. I was just like, oh, but then you should not eat the food that is flying in with an airplane, <laughs> yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I said to a kid, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to take the airplane to Berlin. And the kid was just like, <laughs> Olga, why why can you fly and not the pineapple? And I was just like, you're so right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I love the conversations yes. you can have with kids because they are 100% honest. And clear. Yeah. And they have not been fucked up by the system yeah, yet. Not yet. So yeah. they are, you know, pure. That's that's yeah. true. That's true. So to work in a kindergarten, I would actually love. I want yeah. to work more with kids. That's mm. nice. That's nice. And yeah. uh, if you choose to be something else than being a human, what would you like to be? Mm. Like my spiritual animal is an ostrich. You know, these birds that <laughs> run super fast, but I yeah. don't think I want to be that. Um, could it be what, like whatever? Like a food. <laughs> but you will be eaten there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, maybe I want to be the ocean. Ocean, wow. <laughs> that's, that's big. <laughs> yeah, imagine how much life. Like yeah, it's so under, much undiscovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just be the whole ocean. Chilling, you know. <laughs> and also, you know, like you will be the infrastructure of so much life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Above and under. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 All get the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get it. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got to say it. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Mm? So tell me, like, we have many passionate people mm. love their work. Yeah. Uh, making change. At the same time, you know, sometimes it gets very hard. Like yeah. it's taking of your health and so on. Mm. How can we find the this balance in between yeah. work life or i don't know do you have an, an advice yeah i think like we have to separate like when people uh, go to work some people go to work just to make money and mm. you do it just to make money so i do survive. the job to get my salary in yeah. the end of the month yeah that's without without way. without love and passion yeah that's okay. one way of doing work yes then some people go to work because they have a passion and want to do something for the world Okay, there's a mission. Yeah, it's a mission, exactly. So I think like, and we we that live more mission driven, 
we have the issue that we never have enough with time. Yeah. And, you know, like we want to work all the time and do so much. That's and the ambitions true, yeah. are so high. So then I think it is actually to put super clear boundaries because you need this balance between uh, health and, uh, and the relationships and yeah. so on. So as I have done, like I'm so, you know, black and white with my draw, with my meals. Ah, uh, like, very clear. Yeah, very clear. Mm. Like, take away your phone. Like, the phone, I think the devices is killing people's life and time. <laughs> like, you know, like, your hours... Uh, my brother always say, Olga, it's one thing, everything have, uh, is equal. That's, like, time. Mm. Yeah, uh, everyone's so, 24, 24. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So how you spend your time, that's kind of the most, uh, like... Uh, uh, precious thing. True. So don't waste your time on something not necessary. That's but as true. we are addicted uh, on mm. uh, onto these devices, yeah. then go on rehab. Put the draw. Put it in a drawer. Put it in another yeah. room. Then it takes five minutes and you forgot it and you read a book or you yeah, have a company. Else. Yeah. Uh. So create this like do a mapping uh, analysis. Like okay, take your week. Well, how do you spend your time? Mm. And how would you like to spend your time? That's Be a bit strategic. Yeah. yeah. And then the people that only go to work to get money, mm. they get burned out because it's so boring and they don't find meaning, you know, yeah. and just want to kill time. <laughs> and I have never been they in count the, hours. Yeah, you know? yeah, count hours. And I, they maybe just need to find something valuable. Or maybe find the meaning of what they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if there is no meaning, change. Yeah, yeah Try exactly. to change. I know yeah, it's not yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. yes, so of course. So if you work maybe in a, in a little for example, then you can change that little and do it better and create activities. I think like people have to also zoom out and be many look at so many perspectives from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Like I go to work to do this and do that. But if you say that I go to work to be able to change that and I yeah. can contribute to this, I think like we have so much power as individual. True. But uh, that is when people look at them as consumers, uh, not so much. No. Not so much power. No. No. If you look at yourself as a citizen with yeah. power, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can do what you I want. I think yes, you're, you're gonna you're gonna do the yeah. change, yeah, yeah, yeah making yeah, yeah, yeah. real change. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Now we are in the last section of this episode, uh-huh. and uh, three questions. The first one is about you give a message to yourself to Olga. Yeah. Um, be more kind to yourself. To yourself. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. That is my issue, you know. Like, I'm always like, as I have these two big wheels in my head that yeah. people suffer all the time, mm. I find it so hard to be f- thinking that I have done enough, okay. you know? To calm down yeah, and say, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So, like, that. Cut some slack. Like, okay. it's great. That I will say, but in the same time, I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, but don't listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Good <laughs> advice. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, three messages to our listener. That I would say that everything is possible if you collaborate with others. Mm. And ask people of help. Like when you ask someone mm. uh, to help with something, like, I don't know if it's only me, but I have always got a yes. Uh, like, you know, like you really get yeah. uh, uh, a yes. If if you do that, so dare to start something. And with Reformat, and I've only like asked questions. Everything has just been asking questions. Can you help that? What is wrong with this? Da, da, da. Mm. Make yourself stupid and just learn. It's so much fun to learn and expand. Yeah. So that was one. Or, or two. Was it one or two? So no, one. Ask, ask for help is one. Yeah. Yeah. Ask for help. <laughs> two more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then... Uh, 
what you do, uh, like if you're a privileged person and have a po- uh, like a power position or yeah. money enough, I think like we speak about human rights. I think we should speak about human. Uh, what do you call it? Mänskligheter. Mänskligheter. Mm, responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, we should have human responsibilities. Mm. So if you are privileged enough to be able to have human responsibilities, time yeah. and money, engage. Like it's so many missing people doing so many missing things, mm. but we need to be more. Yeah. Uh, so either like spend, uh, give of your time or give of your money because mm. uh, that is really needed. And it's so much fun to join a movement because that's so valuable of your time. Yeah. Okay, so that was two. Ask for help and, and contribute. And then... Mm. Yeah, eat good food. Mm, and yeah, invite, yeah. invite your friends and neighbors on good food. Everything starts from a good meal. You know, <laughs> cook, like... See what kind... Like, you have to also support these amazing people that work. Yeah. Because they work in an uphill. Find a baker uh, that mm. uh, that uh, uh, produce beautiful bread. See, if, like Google, see if it is a farm somewhere and buy your groceries from there. Yeah. Like, invite someone on a meal. You can do it today. Like, it's just to go, uh, like, look up something. Like, experiment, experiment in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Both for your own health, uh, because many people mm. are individualistic and care about their own health or for other people's health. Nice, mm. nice. Good takeaway messages. Yeah. And the last question in this episode is about you asking this question, not me. So you ask the listener a question. Oh, how much fun. Okay, uh, what relationship do you have to food? Mm. Should I answer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Not so good. Like uh, I'm buying not every time the healthy one. Uh, Why? Why? It's because uh, of the price and maybe because sometimes there is no where I live. So I just take what is there. But recently I start to react, as I told you, like uh, why we have 40 different types of this and maybe all of them are not good. Uh, so recently the, I start to reflect mm. and that's why actually this is the first time we talk about food mm. and producing in this. Mm. Uh, so... More and more, I'm 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 coming, but my my relationship is not so good. Cool, then it can improve. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. it's a process. Yeah, yeah it's a process. <laughs> no, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm learning I'm learning a lot and yeah. uh, going to different events to experience. Yeah, you know, like what is this 3D thing? What is this uh, organically produced? Mm. What what does it mean? And trying to to you know like to be a better person yeah. for myself and for this planet. Oh. Cool. We're gonna have like uh, we do so many events. Yeah. You should come because I we will, think I like will. this with you know like eating together and discussing. It's that very is important. Best. It is very and important. And also you know like it's so important to never. I would never blame an individual because what kind of food they eat or what relation they have because that's due to the food environment we live in. Yeah. So and also it, like yeah. we have a brain we need to think. So yeah. like I blame half half fifty fifty. You know. Okay. In yeah, the end yeah. we have a brain and to think. Yeah, but it's also the way you grow up or like also, it's like yes, so that's many true. things. That that's matters, and I think like we true. should not blame people. We should rather just like wake people up and understand that. Of course, we no, have no. A in, the, in, the, in this case, of course, we need like uh. to inspire instead of like say, yeah. "Ah, you're stupid doing this." Yeah. Um, but of course, yes. And also, like when you ask this question, what people, uh, what relationship, uh, relationship they have to food, then you start to think because I think we're in a time right now. Let's look here. Tell me. Uh, we have we we're in a time right now yeah. that we. It's the difference between knowing 
and understanding. Mm. And we know what uh, what situation we're in, or many people know that yeah. at least. But it's we very few people understand it. Mm. And I think for understanding something, you need to create emotions and wake up emotionally to really like mm. understand it by emotions, yes, like yes. I did with my dad or or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah. When you're close to death the experience with yourself or someone mm. else, then mm. you really understand yeah. it. But I also think you can create uh, understanding uh, by waking up your senses, like smell uh, mm. and so on. And that you can do by doing events with food. So uh, go from that. Like I think yeah, food could move. play a yeah. huge That's role. That's true. I agree yeah. with you. I agree with yeah. you. And when you take this uh, global sustainability goals, then like the food and the food uh, system is included in all of them. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So by doing... By creating a meal, mm. and then you take actors that work in yeah. different silos, bam. Yes. Shortcuts. Nice. Yeah. Olga, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm really happy to talk to you. Yeah. Very inspired as well. Yeah. And hopefully I will join uh, your event to yeah. learn more. So thank you so much and really yeah. keep up the good work you do. Yeah, you're going to start this movement. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.